Let the great experiment begin! Do it! Hello, General Kenobi! Hello, hello, and welcome to Florida. Hello, hello, and welcome to Florida. Oh, yeah. He's back. He is back. He's a funny guy. Yes, he is. Now, we're not going to talk about all the times he almost engaged in human trafficking. Oh, I'm getting to that. Oh, we are? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ezra, steer clear of that Hondo. (laughs) I like the horns. You should ask, like, a few, couple more questions before you really get in good with Hondo. Well, we do have to, you know, when we start talking about him and start praising him, we do have to put up the disclaimer. Like, he has done this, this, <laughs> yes. this, and this. But yeah, he's grown a little bit. His, his beard horns have grown. Well, he's an older guy. Yeah. He says as much. Um, he's changed his attire up. He doesn't have the cool trench coat anymore. I know. You got to bring the trench coat back. I completely I agree with you. you. Know, I, I know he's an older guy and he's going for the comfort of a velour jumpsuit. <laughs> but like... <laughs> I don't know. It's such a weird departure from what he once wore. Yeah. That it kind of like hit me. It, it got me. And off also a the bit. different animation style of Rebels versus Clone yes. Wars where we're used to seeing them. So, um, but that's Hondo. Yes, it <laughs> is. It's definitely Hondo. So, uh, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. Uh, what we do here is we are watching. You're Tom. Oh, I'm Tom. <laughs> I'm Adam. Yeah, well, I'll get there. Yeah. What we do here is we are watching that goddamn Rebel show, front to back, chronological order, and we review each episode every Wednesday. Today's episode is Brothers of the Broken Horn, season two, episode six. Um, so we are marching along in season two, but first we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes. Do we want to do a timer today? I say we do. All right. It'll keep us on track. <laughs> hey, Siri, set a timer for 40 minutes. 40 minutes counting down. Okay. We got the timer. So we bullshit 20 to 40 minutes. Then we get right into that. Episode. Right on in there. Uh, Adam, it is time for everybody's favorite segment. <laughs> <laughs> selecting the Sega bass fishing sound effect <laughs> of the episode. Now, last episode you picked voice this. track number three, so yeah. I need you to pick a voice track between one and 176, but not number three. 84. 84. Randy Moss. All right. 84. Let's see here. 84, is it skips from 83 to 85. Would you like one of those two? Uh, do 85. We're going with 85. Okay, so voice track 85. You ready for it? Yeah. All right, let's see. I have no idea what this is. This is very exciting. Will it be usable? Select an area. All right, select an area. <laughs> select an area. Um, and also, quick little housekeeping here. So the Minnesota Vikings, before Queen Elizabeth died, were 524 wins, 451 losses, and 11 ties founded in 1961. That's a 54% winning percentage. Um, they are now 1-1 one and one with the Queen dead. 
Select an area. Um, so my theory that the queen was holding us back lasted a whole week. Yeah. We are already a lower winning percentage. What a glorious week it was, though. It was a fun week. But I will say this. I'm going to keep it going because if we win next week, then, well, well, yeah. Then it holds up. I yeah. mean, this is a this is a fluent thing. It's not happening. It's not like it's a set in stone thing. It's the, always morphing and changing. Yes, of course. It's a living, breathing statistic. So if we get through the whole season and they got a 60% winning percentage, then my theory is go. standing the test of time. Yeah. And if we continue next year and we just keep going. I didn't watch the game. How it, did it, it was ugly. How did it look? Not very good. You could tell from the start it was one of the traditional Vikings, like you get excited and then they shit the bad performances. Yeah. I just knew right away. The first drive, the Eagles marched down the field and I was like, this, <laughs> this doesn't bode well. This guy. <laughs> I don't know about this guy. It was bad. Um, Anyone like in particular? Like, <laughs> Well, it, it was 14 nothing, and then we scored and I was like, okay, here we go. We're settling in. It was a really good drive. Um, you know, we'll get the ball back. We'll tie this game up. And I, I you know, I was kind of like, oh, it was going to be a close game anyways. I, you know, it was kind of a coin toss for me. But then um, they scored again, marched down the field, scored again. And I was like, all right, well, if it's going to be a shootout, it's going to be a shootout. So we started marching down the field. And then it was like second and 10. And Cousins got under pressure, but he threw like a perfect pass in between two defenders to Irv Smith, our tight end. And it was a guaranteed touchdown. It went right through his hands. <laughs> And then the next play, Cousins got sacked. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm home again. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, well, I guess the season really is here because yep. I'm turning this game off at halftime. And I'm not. I did. I turned it off at halftime and I didn't watch any more of it. Yep. It's just it's it's mentally healthy for me to just disconnect. Why yeah. be miserable watching something? Definitely. It's. I'm not going to learn anything by watching a, them get their ass kicked. But hey, I mean. I don't know. The end, the final score was uh, 24 to 7. Yep. Well, especially when you have so much more to yeah, watch. So literally no scoring in the second half. We apparently got in the red zone like three or four times in the second half and didn't score at all. <laughs> Cousins just kept turning the ball over. So I, I don't care. Whatever. We got Detroit at home next week. We'll see if we'll get right on that one. Um, so right now the queen is winning, though. I did see a clip. This of, is Tom versus the queen. Here. I saw a clip online of Eagles fans doing the school clap like oh, above really? their heads in the crowd, like mocking the Vikings fans. Yeah, I which really, was pretty funny. I don't enjoy Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> there's a few cities that are on my shit list strictly because of my sports allegiances. Um, so Philadelphia is one. Philadelphia is like number five. It's not the most hated city. Uh huh. It's like number five because I started hating them in 2018. Oh, of course. The yeah. NFC Championship game. And I was like, oh, we're going to kick their ass. And we drove down the field that first drive. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis that year. Yep. And so I was God, just, that would have been so it great. Been insane. If the Vikes finally won a Super Bowl and it ended up being at home. That would that that was perfect for me. That was the game after the Minneapolis Miracle, too. Yeah. So we were riding high. Uh, but then we fell completely flat there. But it was such a blowout that I have a hard time hating them. Yeah. Now, and then after that, so they're like my fifth most hated team. Um, and well, I, and that was um, uh, that was before Cousins, too. That was, yeah, was Case the year Keenum. before Cousins. It was Case Keenum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we signed Cousins because he was supposed to be the missing link. The final piece. <laughs> How'd that work out for us? Uh, we've, I mean, we've made the playoffs a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Um. But then, yeah, let's see. Uh, obviously, Green Bay is high up on the list. I fucking hate those fuckers. I hate those motherfuckers so much. God, they suck. 
Do they even have a mall in that city? <laughs> no, the entire city is built around a football team. Yeah. I think it's a... Can we even call it a city or is it a village? <laughs> it's a stadium village. Yeah. Does Atlanta rank on your... Atlanta is number four, I would say, okay. just because of 1998. Yep. And that one hurts so much that they still linger in the top five. <laughs> and I want to see them lose all the time. Number three, I'll just go with the Cowboys. Just because I'm so sick of watching that these teams fucking suck. Just in general. Every year. They're the most like fucking mediocre nine win team. Like that at best. Every now and then they got a team, but but it and they get shoved down your fucking throat as a football fan. It's America's team. Why? They got that Tony Romo. He's gone. He's, <laughs> he's been retired like ten years. I know he's a broadcaster <laughs> yeah. now, isn't he? He's the most and he's the most excited broadcaster of all time. He gets he gets really excited calling doing the color for plays and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'll just put them at number three because I'm just force fed them and yeah. I'm like I I don't understand this. Well, America. Nobody like, fucking likes them. <laughs> this is America's team. It's like, I don't remember voting on that. Yeah. No, <laughs> but it, they act like it's the NFL's version of like the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Or the Yankees. And it's like, no, the country does not feel that way. I remember the last. At all. The at last, all. The They're last fucking time they a were, miserable, boring team. The last time they were good was what, in the 90s? I mean, they've, Early had, they've had good teams in the last decade. But, it was like, but what, I mean, they're not winning Super Bowls. But one was like Michael Irvin and like Aikman and Smith. Smith, yeah. That The last Super Bowl they won, that was 96. Okay. They won three out of four years in the mid-90s. And I liked them then because I was a kid and they were a fun team to yeah. watch. But now, is, dude, nobody fucking cares. We don't care about your bullshit NFC East fucking <laughs> matchups every Sunday night. Like, oh, Cowboys and the Giants are the Monday night game next week? Jeez. I'm not even going to fucking watch that. That's horrendous. It's disgusting. Mike Kennedy and the authorian historian are the only ones enjoying me ranting on this. <laughs> Number two, the New Orleans Saints. I hate oh, yeah, those motherfuckers so much. Yeah. Although I kind of wish they would have just murdered Brett Favre. Uh, because if you've seen what he's been up to. <laughs> why are you only going for the ankles? Go for the head. New Orleans Saints, go for the head because you're going to save uh, $5 million for the most needy people in the entire <laughs> fucking country. I mean, if you're going to steal from a welfare fund, that is the last fucking state you should be stealing from. Hey, some Pathetic. people, hey, a lot, uh, a regional volleyball team really benefited from him ripping off yeah, countless they got poor a, people. Why does Southern Miss University need a $5 million volleyball arena? <laughs> I mean, his daughter played for the team at the time. That's, yes. Yeah, and he's an alum there. Yeah, but you're fucking Brett Favre, dude. You could go do, like, some Levi or some Wrangler commercials and make $5 million in no time. Or you can just have a politician reach out actively and be like, hey, you want some money? Yeah, but he knew where it was coming from. Yes, of course. Yes. he. I'm just but saying, if you want... But he's dumb enough to not think it through and be like... yeah. He texted them back and was like, this can't get back to me, right? And they were like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, all right, cool. But like I'll the way it. he spells it out is just like, so I don't want this to come out that I'm stealing, that we're taking money from the welfare fund of the poorest state in the nation. They're like, oh, it'll never get out. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, put him in jail for five to ten years at least. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Yeah. You know who he endorsed in the presidential election? 
Which this last presidential yeah, election? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a Trump guy, isn't oh, he? Oh, big Trump guy. Oh, yeah. of course, yeah. He's like Donald Trump's the choice for me. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of wish the Saints would have just you know. Maybe it's just be- so weird. He's from Mississippi, correct? Yeah, he lives there. He's from Mississippi, and he ended up playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I well, I mean, it's professional football. I know, it's not, but like yeah. the the, I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated by these like placements that happen sometimes with well, the locale. Well, it's not like 1950 where you could like allot players based on their you know like oh Bronco Nagurski went to the University of Minnesota. So I know, I know, I we're know. We're gonna plop him on the Duluth Eskimos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it just, it's too big of a business and, you know, free agency and all that jazz. Of course. But, yeah, I mean, well, like Aaron Rodgers, their quarterback now for the last fucking forever, he's a California yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, of you course. Know? Like, he's not, he's not a Green Bay guy. Yeah. First of all, there's no Green Bay guys that could make it in the NFL because they're all at Applebee's drinking the fucking brewskis. Yeah. They yep. drink the really tall, what's the one they, uh, Applebee's when you get the tall one? The Brewski. Does is that, it the Brutus? Yeah. I don't know. I think they called the Brutus. It's been so long. Yeah. Does it come in a wooden apparatus? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like a plastic cup that is like a foot high. <laughs> and they just fill it with Miller Lite piss. The last time I was at one of those restaurants that have like, that specialize in like shitty beer being drank by tables, they had like columns yeah. that had like taps built into them that they would like bring to a table. What's the uh the German bar in northeast Gastow Gast uh uh Gastovs? Gastovs? We should go there and get a a boot. Yeah. <laughs> a boot. <laughs> do you remember when they got into hot water a few years ago? No, what did they do? They were having like an Oktoberfest and there was like a certain sect that showed up in World War II Nazi uniforms. Ah, brilliant. Because it was like, well, this is Oktoberfest. It's German and like Apparently, this was something that they had been doing for years, and they, like, hadn't thought it was anything offensive or bad, and Castells was like, what? What? What's the big deal? And, like, a bunch of people came down on him pretty You hard. may remember Gastoff from a uh, famed uh, Food Channel show, Food Network, Man versus Food, where he eats the big sausage, the kielbasa. <laughs> <laughs> eats the kielbasa? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. What was that guy's name? Adam something? I don't remember. He got canceled. Did he? Yeah, he's saying some shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All these fucking people, they can't stop It's a good thing shit. that probably saved his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir, I think you got to stop eating all this food. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch out for yourself there, buddy. But anyways, and then number one most hated city is Green Bay. Yes, of course. But, yeah, I mean, New Orleans, I am rethinking the whole thing because I'm no fan of the gunslinger anymore. Yeah. Brett Favre, not a fan of him anymore. Well, you know who's a New York Giants fan? I mean, I really wasn't a fan of him ever, but like it was a very nice marriage of convenience for a year. Yes. And it almost worked. It was exciting. It was a fun year. year. Yeah. It was a fun year. Yep. We should have won that game. We really should have. That's why I hate them so much. <laughs> I know. Fucking assholes. <laughs> and no, we beat them twice in the playoffs in recent years, and I'm still like, fuck these motherfuckers. I want to see them lose all the time. They played Tampa on Sunday. I was like, yeah, go Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom fucking Brady fan for the day. Hate those fuckers. Anyways, uh, what were you saying? Uh, you know who's a New York Giants fan, though? Emma Viglin. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, she is a saucy lady. <laughs> Come ride my Viking ship, milady. Who do we play next week? The Detroit Lions. It's the year of the cat. Okay. Yeah. The roar has been restored. Do they still suck? They're one and one. They can put up points, but they also give up points. Okay. And it's at home. 
I would favor the Vikes in this. I think the Vikes are already like seven point favorites. Okay, which is a pretty big spread. Do you got plans to go to any games? No, I don't like going to games. Yeah, it's re- it's a sport. It. It Football is a, is a sport. It is for a game TV. for TV. Yes. It is a game for TV. You go to the games, and the people there are all miserable. Like the worst human beings on earth go to football games regularly. Yeah, I can't figure it out. And, like, and if I'm you're a there... listener out there that goes to football games, uh, you know, I'll go to one on occasion. I'll go every couple of years to one. But like every time I go, I'm like, oh, this is why I don't go to yeah, games. Yeah. Because the people there, I mean, if you got like a three o'clock game, those people have been drinking since. <laughs> 10 a.m. Like they've been tailgating since, and they are belligerently drunk by the time the game starts. Yep. Night game, even worse. Uh, I mean, if you get a noon game, they're tuned up by the time the game starts. But it's it's just it's it's one. It's easier to watch on TV, and it's, it's perfect. So convenient on TV. The field and the way the game is played is perfect for television. Yeah. And but the atmosphere itself, like yeah, it's fun in the stadium, but like. God, you could sit next to some of the most annoying people on earth, and there is nothing you could do. It's not like baseball where you can fucking move around. Yeah. Like, the stadium sold out, so your seats are your seats. Baseball, see, like, that's the difference. Baseball is built for in-person viewing because it's so fucking boring. Yes. That you walk around the stadium and look at shit yeah. and get food and stuff. Yeah. Baseball is... Well, I went to a baseball game last week. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. It was... Oh, my God, dude. When a pitcher's starting to sweat a bit... Puts a couple runners on. They work so fucking slow. <laughs> They're taking like a minute in between pitches. I'm like, throw the fucking ball. You know? Yeah. They're actually putting a pitch clock in next year. Oh, really? Yeah, because the games are taking so long. Yeah. And baseball is like slowly bleeding to death. I actually, I worked I worked with a guy at one point that interviewed for some marketing position at the twins yeah and he had mentioned that like in the interview they had asked him like so what do you plan to bring in like new viewers or like what would you do and he was like oh well i would do this and this and this and they were like okay he was like because <laughs> like apparently in the interview they were like because we got to do something <laughs> <laughs> like they were actively being like our fan base is dying. Like, we need to do well, something drastic. I mean, I could tell the Twins how to... The, the thing is, like, Twins baseball still has... Um, they could do fine. Yeah. They, the problem is they, they never invest in the team properly. It's a great stadium. It's a beautiful stadium. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I, I, I mean it's not like baseball's going to be gone in 10 years. It'll still be here. Yeah. I just think it's like the younger generations that are coming, they're just not that interested in baseball. Yeah, you know that we that you know like my dad's generation. It's like my dad's favorite sport still. Yep. You know because it's just Bree's dad is unbelievable when it comes to baseball. Yeah, he is just into it. He knows everybody. It's like he had described it to like us when we were up there, like talking to him. He was like, "I feel like I'm a kid when I'm at a baseball game," and I was like, "Okay, I get it." Because oh, I go feel... say he'd go to the game when he was a kid. He'd yes. go down to the Met and he'd fucking watch the Twins and. That was his Star Wars. But, and that's exactly what I told him. Yes. I was like, the way that you're describing baseball and how obsessed you are with it and how it makes you feel, that's the exact same feeling I get from Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. God. I mean, I, hey, I, I'll admit, like, I have been a big baseball fan in my life. Not so much anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just... I'm surprised you're not a bigger hockey guy. 
fuck that shit. <laughs> what? What is it? Well, one, I assume if hockey's your favorite sport, probably you're a racist, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I just assume that. Um, I have nothing to prove it. Um, I do have some anecdotal evidence. You I know, went to I the high school I went to is a very big hockey school, and hockey, high school hockey in Minnesota is huge. It's like it's kind of like football in Texas, high school football. We are the state of hockey. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not on that same level. Like you go to Texas and you see some of the fucking football stadiums they have built for high school teams. It's like better than some like Division One stadiums. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's absurd. Um, but like hockey here, like yeah, it's a big deal. High school hockey's a big deal. And the state finals at the X, it's a 20,000-seat arena, and it yeah. sells out. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it is. Um, But, no, I mean, I went to a big hockey school where they, like, recruit people, and, like, they bring them in from all over the state and stuff, and it's absurd. And they're very good. But, I, like, I just – I my anecdotal evidence is seeing how these people behave. Granted, they were – this was, you know, they are kids. They are they're 16, 17. Oh, of course, you know. yeah, yeah. So you take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, you run into these people down the room. They got some interesting opinions. But and that is something like, you know, I'm not a huge sports guy. Yeah. But like when like if I had my choice to go to like a football game, a baseball game, a hockey game, I'm probably going with a hockey game. Hockey's great live. It's yes. not a great TV sport, though. The problem is the puck's so small. I know. Like I remember when I think it was Fox had hockey. They tried to they test had like a little that, thing like weird tracer <laughs> that followed the puck around. It was like a crossfire commercial. Remember crossfire? Yeah! Crossfire! <laughs> You'll get caught up in the crossfire. <laughs> God, that's a great Those kids, that game, the commercial was 90,000 times more fun than the game itself. I got Did you ever play crossfire? My cousin had it and I was obsessed. <laughs> like whatever it came on TV, I was like I got to go over to Uncle Tom's house to play this. It's just shitty pinball. It really is. It's shitty pinball. Again, <laughs> <laughs> you get it in the person. You know, it's like just firing a little that commercial though. The commercial it always got me amped. Yeah, the commercial is great. God, I used to love fucking board games. <laughs> yeah, like there was a game. I can't remember what it was, but it came with like play doh, and you like make your character, and then if you went to like the wrong turn or something, you like you squish got smushed. It. Yeah, 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 remember that game? Yeah, I think it was called Smush. <laughs> God, that game rocked. I was so hyped when I got the game. Mousetrap. Yep. That game was fun. I have never actually played the game. I've always, the commercials were great. I set it up and like executed the thing oh, yeah, a yeah. million times, but yeah. I still, I've never once played the game. <laughs> I think I might have played it once. I got it, but yeah, I mean, you never really played Mousetrap. The best board game of all time, that's in my opinion, feel free to disagree. Sorry. It is a fun fucking game. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Sorry. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. a great game. Isn't it the same thing as Parcheesi? Just like rebranded? I don't know about that. Okay. I don't think I've ever played Parcheesi. <laughs> I remember playing with my grandma when I was like eight. <laughs> um, that's a great game, though. There's some other really good board games. Uh, what is that one game? Jenga? Jenga. Um, Jenga's fun. I don't know. I'm talking about strictly board games. Though. Oh, okay. What, what's your favorite board game? You know what you look like to me? You look like a life guy to me. No, I never. I liked it. life because it had the, you know, the the plastic the spinner. It, yeah, it had the spinner, but the spinner. There was also like mountains and stuff. And you it got was a like, little it was station like, wagon. Yeah, and it was like an interactive board. Yeah, you know, on a certain level, and it looked cool. 
It looked cooler than it actually is. It did teach me at a very young age that the, uh, <laughs> you're a slave to capital. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and also, like, you can reach this point and go to college, yeah. and this is the winding path then, yeah. or go straight past that. Or you're finally starting to roll with the money. The kids are about to grow up, and then, like, you spin a five, and Somebody next you know, it's places. like... Yeah, or it's, or it's like... Uh-oh, there's a surprise. You're having another baby. Yeah. Didn't plan on that one. <laughs> like, the game even says that shit to you. It's like, put $20,000 in their college fund so you can pay for a quarter of their fucking college. <laughs> Here's a semester, little Ronnie. Um, so, sorry, what kind of... You're a Crossfire guy? Crossfire's great, yeah. What about like a board game, like a turn-based board game? I don't know. We played a lot of Sorry. We played. We had a oh. version of Star Wars Monopoly that we played the shit out of. What is it called? Like, uh, there's a game. It's got you got different colors. It's it's a great game. Anticipation. No. Oh, that's a good song though. Oh, anticipation. Is that Carol King? Um. Is it Carol King, or is it Carly Simon? Oh, it's. I get Carol King and Carly yeah, Simon yeah, yeah, mixed yeah. up all the time. Even I bet it's, it's Carly Simon. Yeah, I don't remember what that game is. Um, it is a great game, though. What are we talking about? Oh, that, uh, hockey is how we got on that subject. It is Carly Simon, by the way. I all right. I'll, I, I I'll watch a hockey game. I just one of the last. Well, it wasn't one of the last times. But that's like, more the whole the whole. If you like hockey or race, that's a joke. Okay? I do remember. If I need to clarify that. I do remember, like in. God, this must have been like 2012 or something. I remember wearing a Barack Obama button. Like, I just had it on my coat, and I just didn't remove it because I was a huge lib back then. And you were at the Wild Game? And I went to the Wild Game. And all the button said was, yes, we did. Okay. Play on, yes, we can. Yeah. And I remember, like, standing in the concession line and one guy being like, what did we do? And I was like, huh? And he was like, what do we do? Your button. I was like, oh, it's Obama. You know, like, yes, we did. We we won the election. He was like, yeah, I don't know. I can't really explain it, but uh, I just kind of don't like him. But then you think about all the good he's done. He has been doing some good stuff. I just don't know what it is about him. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> like in my head, I was like, yeah. I think I know. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I can read between the lines, even if you can't. Yeah. Move along. Now, that, so, but uh, that's generally a joke. But I, I do have some experiences with big hockey heads where I'm just like, ooh, that's it. Oh, yeah. Ooh. They're all mooks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that word means. But doesn't it describe them perfectly? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I call them chuds. Yeah. Is that what you call chuds? No. Like, a mook is like a... like dumb 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 person that doesn't even know better like chad is at least smart enough to know their racist no, i do chud or chud yes i don't know if chuds know they're racist <laughs> i think i think do. i think that's a synonym for mook chud and mook are synonyms of each other um <laughs> mook is like chud with hockey hair that's what i'm that's what i'm there describing uh but yeah i mean no hockey's fine it's just not my thing I'm more, I'm a basketball and football guy at this point in my life. I don't have much time for anything else. I'm telling. I need to go back to a Wolves game. Oh, now basketball games are fun. I've not been to one in forever. I'd love to go. We're going this year. Oh, it's yeah. a big year. Yeah, I want to get my picture taken with Bigfoot upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some reason, uh, the Jack Links uh, Beef Jerky Company is headquartered <laughs> in Target Center. Yeah, their headquarters are in like the Skyway of Target Center. <laughs> So there's all this Jack Link fucking swag everywhere. 
It's fucking weird, man. <laughs> it really is. That Sasquatch is everywhere. <laughs> I used to walk by their office all the time on my way to work, and I'd be like, that looks like fun. Man, they love that Sasquatch. They do. He looks great. Yeah. He's like angry Harry in the Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. He looks exactly like Harry and the Hendersons if he was constipated. Those were great commercials, too. Yeah. You remember those? They'd like mess with Bigfoot, and then he'd rip their arms off and stuff. Oh, yeah. That shit's That's great. good stuff. Remember the crash test dummies? Yeah. And they, they started coming out with action figures. There's a line of toys, yeah. They were great toys. My brother had the car, and you'd push it up against the wall, and it would fucking explode. God, those toys were great. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited to get those toys. I think we've mentioned before also when Stretch Armstrong and Vector, I believe his name was. Yeah. Uh, it's where you could pump them up. Yep. Like you stretch them. Stay yeah, stretched. It would stay stretched. Yeah. Like they had the bad guy Vector, and it was one of the coolest toys I've ever seen. Yep. I mean, you didn't get much run out of it. Once you got it, you're like, okay, I get it. But it looked fucking cool. Oh, it was awesome. And that's kind of how toys were back then. It's like, wow, these all look really it was, cool. It was crazy to me. In our childhood, there were commercials that had franchises. Oh, yeah. That were spun off of it. And the last time I remember them trying to do that was the cavemen. Do you remember the Geico, the Geico cavemen? cavemen? They tried to do a they TV show. They tried to do a TV show. They tried to make that a thing. And it just did not work. That was like the mid-2000s. Yes. Like mid-aughts, And right? America said, no, thank you. <laughs> that is such a, like, 1993 idea. <laughs> I know! <laughs> <laughs> like, that's something that you would plop in the middle of TGIF. Yeah. I used to love TGIF. Yeah. Well, and the, initially the commercials were funny, too. Like, the, it's so simple a caveman could use it. And all of the cavemen were smart and, yeah. like, very posh and put together. Yeah. And they'd be like, this is an outrage. Yeah. Um, there was also... But you really can't build a sitcom off of that. No, I mean... And given the right writers and the right kind of idea, you could. Uh, not... But the Geico cavemen, that... That's a non-starter for a sitcom. Yeah, like there's other things I could see in like a like a, an ongoing commercial series that might have some run as a TV series. I'm just thankful. I'm just thankful that Flow has been relegated to just commercials. Yeah, I was gonna. They say. have not. I think they learned their lesson from the cavemen. And the and mayhem like, guy too. The yep. mayhem guy. We do not need a mayhem guy series. Do you know what my absolute favorite commercial trend has been in the last like five years? The fact that they swapped out Jake from State Farm for a black guy and <laughs> nobody talks about it because Jake from State Farm was in a commercial for like a couple years. And then they were like, we can't have a plain white guy in this anymore. And then they like completely swapped him out. They had like a campaign where they introduced a new Jake from State Farm. Yeah. Who was black. And like, that's the new Jake from State Farm. Speaking of commercial staples. Um. What have they ever whatever happened to Jared from Subway? Yeah, what did happen? To what that happened guy? to that guy? <laughs> yeah. He lost a lot of weight in Subway subs. <laughs> he lost a lot of weight. And then it came out. He's a horrible human being. <laughs> I was just going to leave it open. And like, what happened to that guy? Where'd Jared go? Anybody was, know? We can, he can was we get Jared on the pot. <laughs> I had a friend who I remember there was a in high school. KDWB, a local radio station, like a top 20 radio station, ran a contest. That oh, no. Was were like, you trying to lose weight on subs? No, no, no. It was they were running a thing where it was like the heaviest couple in the Twin Cities would win a wedding from KDWB sponsored by Subway and Jared would be in attendance. <laughs> and my friend in high school, her sister won 
But then they, like, as they started planning stuff, it, they got, like, freaked out by it, and it, like, never came to fruition. But they came very close to having Jared Fogle, like, be the officiant at their wedding. <laughs> oh, no. Can you imagine putting him around just, like, the amount of kids at a wedding? <laughs> and me, as a 15-year-old boy, would have been in attendance, and it could have ended you very badly. You 100% would have got a picture with Jared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. Yes. I still remember all those pictures of him. Where, like He's got the big <laughs> pants. pants. <laughs> the pants? You could literally jump out of a plane and skydive with those The things. picture of him next to those pants? Those subs were flying off the shelves. <laughs> And then it comes out that, like, Subway uses, like, yoga mats in their bread and bleach and shit. Did you see the story about, uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but there's a story about how they tried to open a Subway in Ireland. Maybe Lorna can elaborate. (laughs) And, like, didn't their meat not classify as meat? No, not the meat. meat. The bread didn't meet government regulations for bread. It's, like, Subway's bread is basically cake based on, like, the sugar per (laughs) grit. So they'd have to open it as like a bakery. I've always, <laughs> I've always hated Subway. I've never understood it. I don't understand why people it's like terrible it. Terrible food, it's awful. It's and every time I walk the meatball, in, meatball though, that meatball sub has a moment. Every that's now and the then. one sub that I yeah. would get if I did go there. Other than that, you might as well just go get some Oscar Mayer bologna. But every time I walk in. Every single time I walk in, that smell of their quote-unquote bread that's baking, like, it hits me like burning plastic. And, like, my dad does flooring for a living, and, like, every time I've walked into a place... He has you have to heat up carpet like as you're laying it. Yeah. And it always smells like burning plastic. Yeah. It's like So they put the adhesive it's and then very it, yeah. like similar, those two smells. Oh like my in gosh. my head. Yeah, dude. Subway's the worst. It's terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> I the fact that that was pimped as health food. <laughs> like what? Eat fresh. And, like, you believe it because it's on TV. Well, and weren't they, like, there were very few fast food places that did, like, not serve burgers. Yeah. They were, like, amongst the first ones. But, like, I figured out that I liked the roast chicken sandwich there. Yeah. And so I'd be like, oh, this is this is better for me. <laughs> so I'd go, and, I would be, and then I fi- figured out I liked Caesar dressing. And I would be like... I'd be like, more, more. And they'd just be dumping probably like 2,000 calories of Caesar dressing on this fucking roast chicken sandwich. I was like, it's better for me than McDonald's. But that's the thing. At least like with McDonald's knows who they are. So does a a lot of these other like burger places. Yeah. And you feel like a piece of shit when you go and eat there. Yeah. And that feeling of guilt kind of prevents you from overindulging. Yes. Subway took the governor off of that. (laughs) It's like bowling without bumpers. They were like, no, fuck it. You can eat five times a week here. Come on in. When's the last time you ate McDonald's? Like, oh, I think last week. I was coming over over here, and I was in a hurry, and I was like, I need to eat something, and there was one right there, and I just, like, stopped it. Yeah, it's really the, you know, you're having, you're either horribly depressed and you decide to go there, or it's like, I'm in such a rush that I'll eat McDonald's. Yes, that's what it was. After Now, they, I don't know if this, I'm curious if this happens for you. After I eat McDonald's, my entire body feels like it was dumped in salt. Oh, yeah. I get like, I get cold sweats. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really bad. No matter how many times I wash my hands, I still feel the salt on my fingers. Every once in a while, 
in the morning when like I don't feel like making breakfast or anything like that, it's like every once in a while I'll get a craving for McDonald's <laughs> breakfast. So in every fucking time I go in there, I'll eat it and then I'll feel like garbage for the rest the of the entire day. day. Honestly, honest after I eat McDonald's, I usually shower. Yes, because yeah. I feel so gross. Yeah. <laughs> like I just feel it. It's uh it's like you ever get like a sensation that like a spider's crawling across <laughs> your face? <laughs> just take that sensation and just give it some permanence there. That's how I feel after McDonald's. With that being said, McDonald's, we would welcome a sponsorship. Oh, you yeah. can be the official sponsor of the Clone Cast. Yeah, absolutely. I I'd, I'd welcome in with open arms. Absolutely. Yeah, those chicken McNugs. Oh, they're good. <laughs> the chicken McNugs, if you just eat chicken McNugs, I don't think you get that sensation. But the fries are so good, but they give you those weird feelings. Yeah. It's very strange. There is a point with chicken McNugs where if you if you surpass a threshold, oh, yeah. you do get that feeling. But 10 seems to be the perfect number. Oh. <laughs> but I go through those quick. Yeah. Oh, I house them. What kind of dressing do you get? Do you sweet get honey mustard? Oh, you. Oh, I, oh, oh yeah. Sweet and sour guy. Oh, they wow. got. I could detect it. There's a. Plot. Oh, I forgot to download your new theme song. I'll play it in the second half. Oh, okay. I got a theme song for it. <laughs> I was, right. Did you go to the cabin? No, I didn't. Ah, oh, damn it. I got it. Maybe I got, this weekend. I though. got a new segment for when Adam goes to the cabin. <laughs> but we did do a thing today that I think we could apply to this okay so uh, we'll do it after the break uh we've been bullshitting about absolutely nothing <laughs> i know it's now. great this yeah. is like back in the old time podcast days yeah i like it when we're like this we didn't mention politics once not once this is more fun. this is exciting yeah <laughs> <laughs> board games i still need to figure out what the fuck that board game's called although i didn't get to it though i i in the mcdonald's sweet and sour sauce i haven't read any ingredients but i know there's plum in there i know it i know there's plum I don't know. That, that might be the secret sauce. No. That's just a Thousand Island dressing, though. The secret sauce is. Yeah, yeah, But they may have a secret to their sweet and sour. That could be. I do love a good sweet and sour. Yeah. Get a chicken? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 give me lots of that sauce. You go to, like, a Chinese takeout place? Oh, just dump it on there. Mix it in with rice. We got to get to our next segment, though, because we got to talk about what you purchased and what's sitting in your living room right now. Well, we have a timer going right now. I know. I don't see where we're at. Holy shit. We got five minutes. <laughs> we got five fucking Let's minutes. get through it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on. Get to it. We can lots of lots of that. Nothing can make me change. Niles. You'll have to sell your speeder. I would like to see the baby. Select an area. All right, let's get through this quick. I don't even want to talk about it because it's actually been more frustrating than anything. <laughs> I am pissed. I am so annoyed. Not, I'm not mad at the purchase itself. The box that's right here, it's high quality. It came with the original Lego shipping yeah, box, I see too. That. Like, so, I mean, you know, yeah, the box has a little wear on it, but whatever. Uh, it, it's fine. Everything's there. I counted out the minifigs. Those were already built. The problem is when you have a 7,500-piece set and they're not in the proper bags, for a you are in hell. For a time period, that was the largest Lego set. Yes, I, I believe the Titanic. Now. Un, yeah, until the Titanic came out, that was the largest Lego set. Yeah, and the thing to remember about these large Lego sets, I mean, there are some plates, some bigger pieces, 
But when you get to 7,500 pieces, I would say 80 to 85% of the pieces are very small. <laughs> yeah. You know, or they're the Technic pieces where you got the little plastic yeah. things that you put in the holes. And so I separated everything by color. It took me two hours to sort all these just by color. And it came disassembled, correct? It was completely disassembled. A lot of the Technic pieces had the little plastics in there, so I had to pull those out because I wanted to do a full build on this. Yeah, of I didn't want to, like, oh, this piece is like 12% built. I'm just going to, no. I took it all apart. Anything that was together, I took apart. When I got the ghost, that's ex- like, I got it assembled and I took it apart yeah, to see, reassemble it. My ghost, it was like 70% assembled and I pieced it together from yeah. there. Uh, that would be acceptable. That's a thousand piece set. I could deal with that. Um, but the problem is, so I separated everything by color. Um, some colors I mixed together, like all those little Technic pieces, like the little plastic pieces. I just threw them all in the same cup. I got a bunch of Tupperware. I had to buy a fucking two tables. I bought two foldable <laughs> tables. And so when you add it all up after the tax and the shipping and all the shit, I think I literally like should have just bought a new one. Yes, you should have. And so I'm pissed on that level. Like when I get it built, I'll be happy. It's all there. It's just... Good luck finding like a four like a four bolt piece when you have a sea of gray. Yeah, it's so hard. So I got I'm I'm gonna do more separating because this is I. It took me fifteen minutes to do a page, fifteen minutes to do a single page. You should there's like four hundred pages on. You should have pulled that offspring song. Which one's that? <laughs> you got to keep them separated. You got to keep them separated. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be a good Lego segment. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. But once you get it built, why don't you just sell it and then buy a new one so you can build it from scratch? Dude, once I get that thing built, that is going to be the most massive accomplishment of my life. <laughs> but yeah, so I, uh, by the way, we're talking about the UCS Millennium Falcon. Yes. I did purchase it. Um, I think we mentioned it last week. I was very upset about the purchase. It was an impulse buy. It was an impulse buy. I put it, but you know, like when you put the offer in on eBay, I was like, holy shit, I'm saving a good chunk of money off buying this new. And then, like, as it went, as I went through the checkout process, I was like, wait a second. This gets added on. The taxes get added on. Everything gets added on. And I was just like. was ridiculous. Yeah, I was like, okay, so I saved, like, 100 bucks, you know. But then I get it. I crack it open. I have to separate it all. I got. I didn't have enough Tupperware to hose all these things. So I had to go buy these fucking bins. And then I, like, I don't have the all the tables I have in here. I'm already using those for other sets that I've already built, and we got a setup going here. I'm not taking down Tatooine, so I bought some fold-out tables. I like honestly, like nah. nah. <laughs> it's I I don't think I'll ever buy a set this big again used. That's active. That is active. If it's a retired set, I can see it. Yeah. If it's active though, unless you're getting a fuck. There's our timer. All right, we'll we'll get into the time warp here in a second. Sorry, timer. Um, the timer is just a toy at this point. It's, it's a gauge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We want to keep it in that zone. It's more like guidelines. For yeah, us. but um, I'm never gonna buy a set that is active that's this big. Yeah, used. No, not gonna happen. It it you saw it out there. Oh yeah, it's absurd. It's a mess. It is a mess. Uh, we moved the fridge. By the way, we got the fridge out oh to the yard. God. That was kind of tough. And we broke my bookcase. Yeah, so now I have to buy a fucking bookcase. <laughs> What's that in basketball in the line? Yep, it certainly seems to be raining shit on Coop. 
you know, on, on, on Cooper, whatever his name is. Yeah. You know? I did bring my dolly over, and we did get it out. Yeah. But, hello, my lady. Hello, my hun. Oh, hello, dolly. Sorry. <laughs> but That's the fridge not... downstairs, the stuff needs to be moved, so I'm just going to leave my dolly here until we'll Leave the dolly. Week. Yeah, we're not bringing... We, moving one fridge was enough for the day. I do think moving the other one up the stairs is actually going to be easier than moving the other one out to the curb. Probably. It seems to be pretty straight. I just got to clear out a bunch of stuff yeah. in that room. But yeah, we'll get that out there. We'll get a fridge back up here. Um, I don't know if I want a white fridge in my kitchen. Eh. I, but then again, I don't think I want to spend money on another fridge. But all, like everything that I, I've been like looking into fridges because I feel like ours is about to go out. And like all of the f- really fancy like stainless steel, like LG and Samsung fridges, like Every single thing I've read online has been, like, users saying, like, don't do it. Yeah. Like, stay away from those. Get your like, ver- I, I get your most basic, like, Whirlpool or, like, GE fridge yeah, that that's looks the thing, so like, basic because that will last forever. And all of these fancy ones will break within two years. Like, the fridge has been perfected for quite some time now. Yeah. Like, I don't think we need, like, I don't need a fridge that has a 10-inch LED screen in there where I can play, like, I don't know, Family Feud or yeah. something. Like, I don't need that shit. Like, why? There were fridges, <laughs> there were GE fridges built in the 70s that are still in operation. Today. Yes. <laughs> it's like. And they will be in operation far past us. Yeah, this is not, this is not capitalism breeding innovation. This is capitalism, like breeding nothingness and you're paying two thousand dollars for it yeah like oh you can connect it to the internet and you can look up recipes on your tablet that's directly in front you have a tablet two feet away yeah you have a fucking tablet two feet away you don't need a tablet on your fridge yeah but this one's in the fridge it's so dumb i know it's so stupid i walked through i was at best buy and i was like well i'll look around see if there's anything maybe they got like an open box guy and i'm like ah, okay i'll get it you know ah no I, I, you know, there was a few, but I mean, I might as well just move that one up. Well, don't you, like, I always love, like, I've been fooled by it plenty of times, too, where, like, there's a new, some kind of new product, and it offers a new feature, and you get super excited about it, and yeah. then you actually, like, purchase it, and you use that feature, like, two times. Yeah. Like, I remember buying, back before iPhones, when you had to buy a digital camera, like, I remember buying a- Oh, going from, like, three megapixels to five? Yeah. yeah. But I remember buying one because they were, like- well, this one, you can, if you click here on the back of it, you can select a color and the picture will be in black and white, except that color will be there. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> I bought the camera. I was yeah. like, this is so fucking cool. I'm going to use this all the time. Yeah. I used it like three times. Yeah. Has a built-in storage of 32 megabits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, I got four photos on it. That's why you have to get the SD cards. For like 80 extra dollars. Yes. God. Digital cameras. What man. a weird time we lived in. God, that that aughts era. That 2005 to like 2010. The weird like transitionary period. Like, there was some good stuff. Yeah. I mean, you had like the 360. You had the PS3. Gaming systems were cool. Gaming systems were awesome. But like... The cameras and like the cell phone cameras fucking sucked, and that was the thing. You like, remember, your, like your Motorola Razor, yeah, it had a camera on there, but like it was terrible. I remember in early high school, I like I'm a hundred percent serious. I wanted a Palm Pilot. Do yeah. you remember Palm Pilots? Yeah, 
They were like a daily planner yeah. that came with a stylist, and it wasn't even a color screen. It was still like a green and black screen, yeah. but you could like keep your contacts in it. You could keep notes. You could like do all of that stuff. Yeah. Like I was looking into it with my like 725 an hour job. And <laughs> it was like, if I save for eight months, I could maybe <laughs> afford this thing. Like. Uh, I think back to, like, the first cell phone I ever had. It was a Nokia. Yeah, of course. It was the big boy Nokia. I'm trying to find out the cell phone number um, on it. It's it's the old school Nokia. It had the, it had the, it had the antenna on it. Oh, it had the antenna. Yeah, this was, like, the, uh, this was your big boy. Like, this was the first big time Nokia cell My phone. Nokia, my first Nokia was the, the, the smaller one with just the C button and then the up and down arrow. Okay. Yeah, now that had Snake 2 on it, right? I think it was just Snake. Oh, it had original Snake? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but the first Nokia phone had Snake on it, and it was a fine cell phone for what I needed, you know. It... <laughs> got the job done. Got the job done. Then my buddy Joe came over uh, with the uh, the new one. It was like the small, kind of like the one yeah, you yeah. had, and it had Snake 2 on it. And the thing with Snake 2 is you could have two snakes going at once. <laughs> And I hence, had, I, hence the name, yeah. Snake 2. Yeah, I had to have it. <laughs> and when I look back on it now, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I love the fact that you and I both <laughs> separately went through the same thing where we would get something in our heads. And it's like, I know this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I can't rationalize it away, but I need to purchase this. <laughs> and I will not rest until I do. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm so upset about the Falcon. Because I wanted the Falcon badly, but I just threw an offer. I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll lowball him. And it immediately got accepted. And I was like, this was not on my terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was playing the game. Yep. I wanted to see the dance, you know. I just, I should have bought a new one. Yeah. But all the pieces are there. It's fine. Let's, we should do the time warp. Yes, Because we, we have been babbling for a long time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bop, 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 chibata bread. Okay, Brothers of the Broken Horn, Season 2, Episode 6. It aired on November 4th, 2015. The number one song is still The Hills. I only called you and it's half I checked, and we will have a new number one song next week. Okay. This is the last week of Weekend with The Hills, and The Martian is still in first place. The Martian is just... Jeez. It had that one week where goosebumps roared through and knocked it off. <laughs> yeah. But then it got the stranglehold back. So we're going to do a clone cast recommends. Um, now, you opened the fucking floodgates with some of the shit that you've been picking lately. <laughs> What's that? Well, you had that Mao propaganda song. <laughs> what was the other one you had last week? Oh, the BBC intro? Yes. <laughs> so... Ahsoka farted. Where is she? That one's rough. She's over here. Yeah, she's gassing on the floor. Um, So I just was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to start picking random shit, too. Yeah. So there's this game called Monsters Island or something like that. My buddy Kurt. You know Kurt. Yeah. Kurt's a character. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the guy yeah. who the first time I met him, he was just off the fucking walls. Just drunk. And we were like, and like, 
I didn't know he was coming with you when you were visiting me in Chicago. Well, he lived in Chicago, and yeah. I was out with him before I met up with you. Yeah. No, at this time, he was in L.A. He was, like, back for your buddies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. But, like, I remember, like, for the first, like, hour he was around, I wasn't with you alone. And then he, like, went to the bathroom or something, and I just looked at you, and I was like, where did he come from? <laughs> and you just sighed, and you were like, <sighs> Matamidi? Because <laughs> you're like, just, yeah. I burst out laughing. He was a wild man that night. <laughs> yes, he was. And it was a lot kind of watching him make sure he didn't overstep any bounds and get our get us all stabbed. Or it something. was a memorable night. It was. Um, but anyway, where was I going with that? Um, oh, yeah. So he plays this game called Monsters Island on his phone. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's one of those pay to play games where like. You do better when you buy, like, power-ups yeah, and stuff. And Kurt's like, I remember he texted me. He's like, I started playing Monsters Island again. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to get really fucking high tonight and spend $200 on power-ups. And I was like, all right, man, you do you. Kurt's, Kurt has a very nice job, and I guess that's what you do when you yeah. have a very nice job. Um, but, so, anyways, the purpose of Monsters, Monsters Island is you, like, breed these monsters. And each one, like, as you breed new uh, species of them... Um, you build a band basically okay and so like one will be like a just like a drummer that just like hits and does like this and as you build them up more and more and you these islands that you go to and you collect them like eventually it forms a full song that sounds awesome it's actually really cool yeah and kurt is spending two hundred dollars <laughs> but uh so kurt will occasionally be like hey tom listen to this and he sends me like a youtube video of like the monsters island songs <laughs> so uh, the song- I would love it if Kurt was constructing. He was spending two hundred dollars to construct a band, and like when all is said and done, it just plays like "Feels So Good" by Chuck Mangione. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the great thing is, these are like original songs. Like they hired professional songwriters to do original songs from. This Australia. is awesome. You can hear them on Spotify. I found them on Spotify, and I added my favorites. Now, I will recommend Starhenge, but the one I'm going to play for you is called Celestial Island, and this one is my favorite fucking monsters island song it is an absolute fucking ripper and i stand by this song now it's not like they're doing um there's no like lyrics they're just monsters making noises but it turns into like this masterpiece and so uh celestial island from monsters island let's rock (laughs) so good (laughs) now each of these making noises like an individual monster like this is a horn one and he's like bouncing around blowing horns This, got is a a, sitar. this is a true podcast recommend. Oh, it's so good. Just wait. Wait till the chanter guy comes in. That plays the air the electric air guitar. <laughs> oh, it's called Now, let me say, it's called My Singing Monsters, not Monster Island. Oh, this guy, listen to this guy. He's drumming and he's going like... And then there's one out of balancing on a ball. This It's so good! It almost has a BBC News theme intro <laughs> sound to it. Hey, you open the floodgates on this one. Wait till the we'll, we'll keep going with this. It's four minutes long. <laughs> oh my god! 
so that's my Clubcaster. My singing monster, Celestial Island, and I also recommend checking out Starhenge. I am happy that you did pick this, though, because this does remind me when I first met you and we would, like, hang out at your oh, townhouse yeah. in Oak. Oakdale, like that is exactly the type of song that, I that would you would on. drive around with me in yeah. the car and be like, okay, you got to listen to the song. And like, you would burn it to a CD yes. and play it in your car. Like I would get hooked on the most odd things, like the Barry Gibb talk show from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I love that. Turn it up on the Barry Gibb talk show. You could just listen to Nights on Broadway. I know, but I like this one better. <laughs> Talk about crazy cool medallions. <laughs> I like that one better. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so um, Celestial Island. Yes. Uh, from My Singing Monsters. It's not Monster Island. It's Celestial Island. Okay. Yeah. I um, went with a uh, more of a straightforward pick this week. Yeah. <laughs> Less off the wall. But yeah. I just heard it, and it's been stuck in my head. You know, like, when you're obsessed with a band, yeah. and then, like, you don't listen to them for an extended period of time, and then randomly you'll hear a couple of their songs... And you're like, oh, fuck, I need to get yeah. back into them. That's what happened to me like the other day. Okay. And it was because of this song. Do I know this band? Oh, yes. A thousand percent. Is it Bachman Turner Overdrive? No, it's not. All right. Damn. It's not one of the two songs <laughs> that, that I would play from you them. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> oh, I got a BTO song for next week. All right. Uh, do you want me to just hit it and we'll listen? Yeah. All right. Tell me when you recognize it. This feels like a... Oh! Is bad finger? No. Is bad company? Once he starts singing, is it Boston? It's ELO. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. What's this one? Hey, just wait. Just wait. Which one is this called again? I think you've sent this to me before. Once the chorus picks in, it gets fucking nuts. But it's off of their album, El Dorado. That's that entire album is fucking cool. And randomly, the cover, the like, album cover is Dorothy's Ruby Red Slippers. Yeah. With the Wicked. Isn't there like a Wicked? There's a Wizard of Oz theme. Yellow is so fucking It makes me want to listen to Wild West. Which one is this? El Dorado is the album. The album, what's the song? Oh, you'll know because the chorus kicks in. Still one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It was great. It was great. It was so fun. They played Wild West Hero.
song's Laredo Tornado. Do you know El Dorado was ranked number 43 on Rolling Stone's 50 Greatest Rock Rock Albums of All Time? Oh, it needs to be a higher than that, baby. Alrighty. Prog rock is such an interesting genre. Select an area. Yeah, it is. Like, because, like, technically ELO is a prog rock band, but so is Yes. Yeah. But then technically so is Steely Dan. And technically so is Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. It's and like, I'm assuming Seals and Crofts. I don't fucking know. It's like one of those things where it's like, okay, well, what is prog rock? And, like, nobody can really put their I finger mean, like, on it. I mean, like, I would say Pink Floyd is, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's any rock that does something different. Yeah. So I guess the Beatles were like the first prog rock band. Yeah, even I though they weren't prog, they but... weren't prog rock, but I think they introduced the genre. Yeah, like Sgt. Pepper's, like a concept album. <laughs> yeah, like that was like unheard of. Yeah, like before the Beatles, albums were just like things with like random fucking songs thrown yep. on them and shit. You know, I remember talking to a guy. <laughs> Like, he was a, an older guy, but once he found out that I liked ELO, he was like, wait, you like Electric Light Orchestra? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I love ELO. And he was like, oh, my God. He was like, that was my first concert. He was like, my first concert. I went and I saw ELO, and in the middle of one of their songs, some dude took his cello, and he threw it up in the air, and it fucking exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. Was this Steve? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay. Um, all right, so a couple of clone cast recommends. Um, one from a great prog rock album, and one from My Singing Monsters pay-to-play game that you can download on your phone. If they're looking to sponsor a podcast, Shalala Rum, come our way. Yeah, is what I say. Should we get into the episode? Let's do it. We got a lot to talk. All about. All right, let's do it. It's so good. Um, I told you I forgot a song that I wanted to play. This is going to be Adam's being a man song. <laughs> but it kind of applies because he came over with the dolly and we got that fucking refrigerator. Yeah, we out of knocked here. down your bookshelf, but yeah, we got broke it out of there. But uh, so this is Adam's being a man song. <laughs> so like he goes when he roughs it at the cabin for the weekend. That's going to be it. Uh, you know, moving refrigerators. Um, yeah, hell, even if you go on the roof and like clear off some leaves, I'll have to come up with some more stories to tell because yeah. I uh, pulled su- pulled up some fence footings this weekend too. Ooh, so. That's a good intro to this. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. He's a man. <laughs> You want to hear what a man I am? Yeah. The split second that that song started, my initial instinct was, yes, Allentown by Billy Joel. (laughs) (laughs) It does have that. (laughs) Well, we're living here in Allentown. (laughs) 
such a man. We can use it for all types of manly thing here on the podcast. Yeah. This should have been the intro to the latest Tim Allen show. <laughs> He's a man. Anyways, um, if you had to guess where that's from, can we incorporate Allentown in that theme somehow? Because I would really enjoy that. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I really like. I actually, if you were to put this, bum, 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 bum. yeah. He's a man. I actually like this song better than Allentown. Yeah, probably. I don't like Alan Duffin that <laughs> I much, know. to be honest. Billy Joel sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't help but enjoy some of his He's songs. He's got a couple bangers. He does. But Allentown is not one of them for me. <laughs> no, it's not. But I cannot help but enjoy What's it. What's that one song he's got? Miami 20-something? Uh, 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 I don't know. Anyways, um, if you had to guess where that's from, where would you guess? <laughs> is it from another iOS game? No, <laughs> although I think my singing monster should cover that because <laughs> I would love to see the organ monster play that. Yeah, yeah. you know, that'd be great. Um, just guess. Where do you think it'd be from? Uh, is it a Monty Python? No. Is it a it's a catchy number? Is it from a real band or is it from like a satire band? Neither. OK, is it uh, what's Jared Leto's band? Is it from there? <laughs> Wait a second. You're trying to ask if this is 30 seconds to He's Mars? Look, it's an art piece, and I want it on the album. For a second, I may have gotten Gerletto and Crispin Glover confused. Okay. <laughs> now. <laughs> The funny thing, when I thought when you asked that, like 30 Second to Mars is like, for me, a carbon copy of Angels and Airwaves who you booed off the stage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, no. Um, it's actually a wrestler's theme song. Oh! Now, there is a wrestler by the name of Stephen Regal, and he's from the UK. Okay. And he always played like a snob. Like, he was like the snobby heel, and he'd come out and like velour, and he'd always like dust off his boots and stuff. And, you know, he was like a typical shit-eating hill just did he, like an asshole did he have a british accent too oh yeah i mean he's oh, actually from, seals the deal he is from Britain. Yeah, yeah but anyways so he went to wwe and they rebranded him and it was obviously like a joke of a character based on what we knew about him like this prissy fucking british guy <laughs> who like always like you know just would be like oh i have to go to my tea party now or something like that after he's done cutting a promo on somebody uh they put him in a hard hat they put him in some flannel and cut off the jeans, and they sent him out there. And this was his theme song when he started in w after he left WCW and went That's to WWE. Awesome. It's a banger, man. I'm telling you, this is a great song. He's a man. Well, he still could be a Brit. He just might be from Birmingham. Liverpool. Liverpool, but I think like Birmingham is the, like the London... I think the London equivalent. South of the Thames is like working class, right? Well, I think if you, I, well, yeah, I mean, there's working class areas in London, like Liverpool, of course, but like there yeah. are like no. the po I'm trying to think of the like the pockets. I'm just of thinking London. of dock workers in Liverpool, right? Of course, you know? but there are like pockets of London yes. that are like the working class. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. London's that a huge don't, city that don't speak the Queen's English. Yeah, like Brian Epstein. Man, I miss her as he was sucking off guys. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, so uh, Adam is a real man's man. Uh, we do have a show to talk about. You know what we didn't even mention in that first hour of babbling? What? Andor debuts this week. Oh my God. It comes out tomorrow. Seriously? Yeah, the three episodes debut maybe tonight at like 10 or 11. Oh, oh my God. So Moe's on Cloud9. Shout out to Moe. Moe actually got invited to the fan premiere. No shit! Yeah, the, the official Star Wars account reached out to Moe and invited her to the fan premiere. She brought her sister. She got some cool pictures. You That's should, amazing. You need to go on Twitter so you can see pictures of Moe. I've been on like a weird sabbatical of social media. Yeah. I need to get back on. So I need to have Moe on soon to do the Rebel Rising review. And it would also correlate nicely with the fact that Andor's dropping. We could do... We should have Moe on for you know like we should the actually first, do? first Andor. First Andor review. Yes. We should have Moe on. Absolutely. I'll reach out to Moe tonight after this episode and see if we could set something up soon. Oh, I'm excited. But if you're going out of town this weekend... I don't know. We're still figuring it out. No. Okay. He's a man. Okay, but yeah, we'll reach out to Mo. That would actually be good. I think Mo would be good to have. It'd be interesting to get, you know, some stories from the uh, Andor premiere. I would love some stories. Like, did she meet Diego? (laughs) I have been seeing, like, TikToks lately of Diego, and oh my God, he is charming. Yeah. I love it when actors own the Star Wars. Like, they just embrace it fully. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that was so exciting to see about Ewan as he was away for a while and he came back. And Hayden, too. Yeah. They came came back, like, arms wide open, and they love it. Like, they love it for what it is, and that's fucking great. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about Star Wars, shall we? Yes, we shall. Man, I can't believe and it snuck up on you. And the thing about this is, I think it's going to be the best show. I it cannot looks wait. Insane. It looks so good. Three episodes premiere. It's like an extended so we have like a full Rogue movie One. To, we have like a full movie to watch. Yes. It's like a new movie. You're getting a new Star Wars movie tonight. This is the best night ever. <laughs> <laughs> we moved a fridge. <laughs> You got a new theme song. (laughs) He's a man. I've been smoking CBD all night. (laughs) I should take a rip quick. It does smell like you've been hot boxing your entire house. I love the smell of weed. And so I was like, "Ah, I don't really like I'll take the edibles, but I don't like smoking. I'll take the edibles. I don't like smoking, though. But this is really insane. You could die. What are you thinking of? Because nobody's needing that crack and cocaine. The There's entire house smells like weed because I've been puffing away on this it. shit for days. I give it three months before you're buying fish your tickets. What the H? Okay, should we talk about the <laughs> Yeah, we should. I took a big rip there. <laughs> All right. Select an area. We are selecting the Rebels area of the program. Let's talk about Brothers of the Broken Horn. <laughs> Brothers of the Broken Horn. Ezra. Season 2, Episode 6. So we start off. Uh, they're parked in like a little spaceport junction. They're in, little, they're in like the Pelimato area of the spaceport. Yeah. they got their own little private hangar. And they're on a planet. I had it written down. I think it's one of the early clips. It's an outer rim planet, but it's got some Coruscant vibes to it. Yeah, it does. Got some big buildings. It's bustling. And when we see the uh, shot from the atmosphere, they actually have, it's a similar to look Coruscant where you just see like all this nightlife and stuff, you know, all these lights. Yeah, that was a big rip I took. <coughs> these lights. 
Oh, did you see I built the tie interceptor? I did see that, yeah. And I ordered a 3D printed stand <laughs> off of Etsy. It's a good looking it's a good looking ship. Yeah. Now if you look at the base of the 3D printed stand, it's an Imperial logo. Yeah. Very cool. That's really cool. So yeah, they're on this planet. We'll get to it here in a second. It's in one of the first clips. I forget his name. But um in this bay that they're docked in it, um, Ezra is doing blaster practice with Rex. And blaster practice is just giving Chopper a helmet to hold up <laughs> and just go around in circles as Ezra shoots at the helmet. Um, he Luckily, they did give Chopper some boxes for cover. <laughs> yeah. Seems like a very dangerous practice session. Zipping back and forth. I'm yes. assuming that it didn't look like stun, though. Like, we're used to seeing the circles for stun. This was a full-on blaster. They're blast. live rounds. They're live rounds. I guess it did remind me like my first job, my first job when I was like 13 was at a gun club and they <laughs> shot. It wasn't like it was. I think we talked about this before. They shot trap and skeet. So it was yeah. actual like it was sporting things. Like the machines that shot out the machines that shot out the clay pigeons we're in these like cedar brick like enclosures and yeah. every once in a while like you needed to reload them yeah. with clay pigeons as people were shooting and so you would like i would hunker down in these like bunkers <laughs> as like shotgun rounds were like going past the, the bunker jesus <laughs> that was my first job that must have been something like, did your dad know a guy or something? I went, I went from that to making chicken Alfredo at Old Country Buffet. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I was going to mention, I drove. I was out in the wood hood the other day, Old Woodbury, and I drove by OCB. Oh, it's not there anymore. It's a damn dialysis center now. Yeah. <laughs> Given back to the community. <laughs> I wonder if they have mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, the thing is, like, they did such a number on the community of Woodbury, but just <laughs> ruining people's bodies and organs that yeah. now they have to run a dialysis center out of there. Yeah. Man, th this is the weirdest country, man. <laughs> like these private dialysis centers. I know. It's like, what is this? What are, we, what are we doing here? The worst, but the best is like, <clears throat> as restaurants go out of business, they don't do it as much anymore, but restaurants used to be stylized in a way where by the building, you knew what, what it was. Yeah. And so like every once in a while, you'll like run into a bank that used to be a pizza hut and yeah. you know it just by looking at like the roof. Yeah. Or you'll run into uh, like a Wendy's that used to be a bank. <laughs> yeah. Like there is one off of, I think it's Snelling. And it's a McDonald's, I think. Oh, I don't know no, if it's no, no. Open. You're thinking of un it's on University past Dale. It's by is the, it still there? It's by the state capitol. Yes. The it bank is, McDonald's. It is a regal McDonald's. Yeah. Like, when they came up with the Hamburglar character, I'm pretty <laughs> sure the marketing guy took one look at the University McDonald's in St. Paul. He's like, this is perfect. He's like, hey, wait. What if we had a guy? Now, that looks like a bank, and it's, it's a McDonald's. What if we had a guy... That was Robin McDonald's, but he take the burgers. It is a McDonald's <laughs> that is all glass and columns. Yes. It is very strange. I remember I went there as a kid once, just drive through. We were on our way home from like a road trip. And so we stopped off on University or wherever it is by the Capitol. Yeah. And <laughs> we drove through there. 
I felt like it was the fanciest fucking place. Me too. I was like, holy shit. I this remember, is so cool. I re- it looked like a fucking, uh, what's that? What's the Greek build? The Parthenon. <laughs> it looks like the Parthenon. I remember honestly asking my dad as he brought me to that McDonald's. I was like, well, and this was when I was like, I don't know, nine or ten. I was like, well, what do I order? And he was like, what are you talking about? You just get whatever McDonald's meal you normally get. And I was like, no, but like, this is different. Like, what? What do I get? Like, in my child brain, yeah. I was like, no, this is a fancy building. They have to be serving fancy food. Like, yeah. what do I get here? Oh, yeah. There's a Wendy's not far from here that used to be a bank. <laughs> and it, it looks like it's like all brick, red brick. Yeah. It's like two stories tall. It is a good-looking Wendy's. That's still my favorite fast food restaurant. Wendy's is good. They got some high-quality items. Although the fries, they've switched up the fries a few times over the years. And every time they switch up the fries, I'm very disappointed. Uh, I think the initial Wendy's fries, the ones that I'm thinking of from like 10, 15 years ago, oh, those were good. Yeah. Those were good. Um, man, Burger King's fallen. Do you know what is the worst fry? It's just always, Burger King. always disappointing. No, even worse than that. Raisin Cane's. Oh, really? I love Raisin Cane's. All they do is chicken strips. Yeah. That's it. Chicken strips and fries. And if you fries, want a sandwich, it's just their chicken strips on a bun. Between two pieces of bread. Yeah. But their fries are very lackluster. Really? It's very disappointing. I think they'd invest in that. You'd think. You know, they, they should just... <clears throat> the best fries, I would say, are actually still McDonald's. They and are very like, good. People shit on McDonald's, and we did earlier in this episode, but they are... When you get them fresh, those are fucking good well, fries. Well, they are... Like, the thing that I will say about McDonald's, and this isn't exclusive to their fries, it's <laughs> multiple items on their menu... It, when you have a craving for a Big Mac, you have a craving for a Big Mac. It's not like, oh, I have a craving for a burger. I'll take a Big Mac. It's like, no, I want like <clears throat> their items are so unique that if yeah. you have a craving for them, nothing else will. You know what McDonald's them. crave I get sometimes? I get a two cheeseburger value meal crave. And what I do is no pickles, no onions, by the way. Fuck that shit. You get they put the onions on there. You got to scrape. You're them nuts. Off. I love the onions on there. Disgusting. Got to scrape those oh, off if they accidentally they're do delicious. It. But you know what I do is I take just a handful of fries and just put it into the burger. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Who are you? Caligula? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I have sex with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, though. I'm telling you, it's good. Remember when those Rick and Morty fans, they had the Szechuan sauce, yeah, they yeah, brought yeah. it back, and they ran out right away, and like all those fucking people who haven't left their house in like five years, like the Reddit bros, like, they're like, they what the fuck? Just enraged, just yep. absolute meltdown, the sweatiest meltdown of all time. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Because of the Mulan Szechuan <laughs> <Yeah>. sauce. <laughs> He's a man, such a man. Wait, wait. Okay, just just imagine this: a guy in like a halo, like an oversized halo T-shirt that has like a bunch of stains on it. <laughs> he's, he's wearing like cargo shorts. He's got some f- dirty flip flops on. He shows up. He walks into the McDonald's to get his Szechuan sauce nuggets, and this hits as soon as he hits the doors. He's a man. <laughs> Such a- Take four 20-piece nuggets and give me all the Szechuan sauce you got. Uh, sorry, sir. We're all out. Then it just... 
He's a man. He hops the fucking counter and just starts throwing Such punches. Ten assault charges. Anyways. Select an area. Rebels. Okay. <laughs> Szechuan sauce. Rick and Marty. <laughs> Rich and Marty. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay. So Ezra is doing the blaster practice. Yes. And then Cannon walks up and he's like, and uh, Rex is giving him a hint. He's a tip. He's like, hey, you got to take your time, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And Cannon walks him. He's like, hey, by the way, you're late for Jedi training. I love the way that they call it blaster training and Jedi training. Yeah. You like can't marry the two. Like when I think of like Jedi training, though, I kind of think it's more of a, it's a, there's like a mystique to it. There's a it, meditation. Yeah. Kind of. it, it's like it's much deeper than just being like, it's time for Jedi training. <laughs> yeah. That just seems so uh, on its nose. Like I, it's, you know, I'd be like, can we just say, you know, it's time for your meditation or yeah. it's time for, you know, something Jedi training. Nah, whatever. It's time for your Jedi training. Now sit here and quiet your goddamn yeah. mind. Shut the fuck up! Obi-Wan trying to meditate in Padawan is funny. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't get it. This is stupid. <laughs> Obi-Wan was a restless young chap. You know what he was? He was a real man's man. He's a man. You know, it's hard to believe that we only have 150 listeners. <laughs> you know? With this kind of content... Only the best. We have talked about Star Wars for at least two minutes. <laughs> this entire... And there's a show debuting tomorrow. It's like we're actively trying not to talk about Star yeah. Wars on the Star Wars podcast. <laughs> I don't even know what this show is half the time. <laughs> what the fuck? Like it's, like, it's a Star Wars podcast in name. And I would say if we added up everything, Star Wars is the... Uh, the majority of things that we talk about. If, but dude, this shit goes off the rails. If we had an editor, these episodes would be 45 minutes long. <laughs> uh, we don't have an editor. We have me. Yeah. And we have four hours to release this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. So, yeah. Um, there is a weird Rex Kanan dynamic that they, has yeah, they, been established, yeah. and they're doubling down on it They a debated bit. in the last episode, and then they start debating again. Because Rex is like, if you're going to be a soldier, you got to be on time, this and this. you got to be punctual. And he's like, Kanan's like, well, he's not a soldier. He's a Jedi. And then they start debating that for some reason. Yep. Whatever. And, of course, Ezra is annoyed by this, as we found on the previous episode. Um, and, they're like, and he just kind of like... Ezra cuts and he's like, maybe I don't want to be either. And you're like, oh, Ezra is Ezra's being grumpy teen again. <laughs> but you're passing over the best part. So he's like, well, maybe I don't want to be either. And then Chopper goes, Arr! and yeah. he drops the helmet with his <laughs> Chopper is a real all-star in this episode. This episode, yeah. Chopper is a standout. Yeah. Now, I do have some real heavy hitters for Dark Horse, though. <laughs> Let's get through this so we can talk about the fun stuff yeah. in the episode. Um, so, yeah. Ezra's in a mood, though, and he's like, maybe I don't want to be either. You know, Ezra is, he was on his own for a long time. This is like an episode of Ezra trying to find himself. Yeah. Um, well, and at the end of the day, too, I, you always forget, like, Ezra is a fucking child. Yeah, for so he's, sake. Yeah. he's like 13, 14 years old. Like, yeah. Maybe he doesn't want to fit into one of those boxes. <laughs> Ezra is in the latrine. Like, <laughs> why is Ezra going to the bathroom 20 times a day? <laughs> 
Zeb. Zeb is just standing outside the one bathroom on the go. Let me in. Zeb just takes the hugest shits in there, too. <laughs> then Ezra's just going back. Doesn't matter to just Ezra. Just keeps going back. He's a young man. He's experiencing new things. Yeah. He's a man. Anyways. Rex calls a, a, uh, a Rex calls a family meeting. He's like, I had Sabine a... Sabine does. <laughs> no, I'm saying... Oh. Rex calls a family meeting to discuss that he had a uh, uh, cut-out picture of Padme yeah. on his wall that has mysteriously gone missing, and he needs. Does to anyone track it know down. where the Padme picture from my ATT went? It's just, it's like sticky and crumpled up under Ezra's pillow. The thing looks like it's aged twenty years in a week. What the hell did you do to this thing? What do you got gum in here? He's trying to like spread it apart. <laughs> uh, it looks like you put a bunch of Elmer's glue all over this thing. Uh, comes funny. It is a funny word. <laughs> it's funny in general. Um, but anyway, Sabine runs out. It's like, hey, team meeting, family meeting, everybody inside right now. It's urgent. And that's going to be our first clip. So uh, they go back into the ghost. Ezra's very excited to get out of the little conversation Rex and Kanan were having. Ezra runs in there, and we got Sato, hey Sato, on the hollow. Um, and then we also have a little fallout here where Ezra gets directions he's not too pleased about, and he gets stuck with old Chop, but something pops up. So let's take a listen. As we speak, the frozen planet of Rin is facing an energy crisis. When their supply of fuel cells is gone, the settlements will not be able to power the heat as they need to survive. They'll freeze down there. Since we're on Garel, we should check out the black market. Bound to be generators or something we can get our hands on. See what you can find without delay. Gear up, everyone. Time to go make friends with the locals. Except you, Spectre Six. I asked you to clean the ion scoring off the Phantom's exhaust ports. Twice. But I had Jedi practice and blaster practice. Well, Jedi now you have scrubbing practice. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh-uh. You're gonna help him. <laughs> We'll discuss this later. Can't wait for that. So he's out cleaning up the ghost with Chop. It's clean the ghost. Lightsaber training. Blaster training. I kind of miss the old days when everything was simple. A distress signal from who? Broken horn? That's Visago shit. Okay. Look, someone's in distress. And if there's one thing I've learned from Kanan, it's that we help people in distress. Well, let's go see what Visago got himself into. I owe him a favor, and this could square us. What? I know how to fly. But uh, Ezra is, does manage to get in the Phantom and take off. It's, it's a rough takeoff. Though. Yes, it is. Yeah, Ezra shouldn't be flying on his own this here. Does, this does explain, though, like Lego set-wise, why the Phantom, the first Phantom set, the minifigs that come in it are Chopper and Ezra. This episode, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, man, I love my little Ghost Crew setup there. It's a beautiful little setup. That's probably one of the cooler setups I got going yeah. here. I do you remember? The, do you remember when you looked me in the eye and you were like, "I don't know if I want that ghost set. The scales all off." I'm so happy with 
That is a purchase I do not regret. I'm really excited to get this Falcon built. Yeah. It's just going to take a while. I think I'm going to take, like, all... There's so many fucking gray pieces, light gray especially. I think I'm just going to break it down to, like, these are obvious big plates. And then I'm going to do, like, the medium-sized pieces. And then I'll do, like, the small pieces. That's a good idea. <clears throat> but it literally took me 15 minutes to find a fucking four-button fucking... I will say, after building the used Go set, just notate or keep track of the pieces that are missing because there will be some really yeah well how am i going to know when i'm in the midst of building it i mean god that feels like i'm going to be searching for something forever you need like a legal pad and if you can't find it notate it notate where it is in the instructions and then later on at the end of your build, if you find the piece in the remnants of pieces, then you can cross it off the list and go backwards and put it in. If it's in a place where it's convenient to put it back. I mean, right. sometimes once you build over something, there's just you'd have to take yeah, too yeah, much yeah, part yeah. that wouldn't even be worth it. I don't know. I mean, buying a used set's all good and dandy, but it's it's rough. This is rough. It comes with challenges. Oh, it's a big old puzzle. Um. So, yeah, uh, the broken horn is sending out a distress signal, and Ezra's like, well, I, I told Vizago I'd help him that one time. It was a very creepy scene, if you'll remember. Speaking of Jared from Subway, um, it was very creepy. Yes. Uh, luckily, it didn't turn out to be as creepy as it was just, just I don't know, maybe that's our own warped mind. <laughs> yes. But we are cynical. We are cynical. Um, but so he's like, hey, I'm going to go help out here. Kanan says you always got to help people. And, and, you know, if you're going to be a Jedi, helping people is kind of. A one thing to do. That's that's number one on your bullet list. That and meditating. So going to help out the broken horn. Now the broken horn, I, I drew a blank on it in the previous episode when we were doing predictions, but that is the name of Vizago's ship because he is a uh, De Deveronian. Correct? With a broken With horn. With a broken horn. Um, Which is like a weird, it's a sign it's of a, It's a social thing. Or, yeah. Like, because we saw in the Bad Batch. Um, I forget his name. I but, forget the name, but it's yes. like a Deveronian fucking criminal guy. But he gets in bad with the pikes, and the pikes just cut off one of his horns. And he isn't like, he's like ashamed about it or something. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly. I can't wait for the new season of the Bad Batch. Oh. That got a release date, too. January 6th? Yeah, yeah. Insurrection. All right. Or is it January 4th? They should put on January 6th, the insurrection. Well, the, what well, if the first yeah. episode of the Bad Batch is them storming the Imperial Capitol? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, finally, the Chuds are happy about some new Star Wars. Like, oh, this is talking to me here. <laughs> Dumb. Um, so we see them uh, arrive. Uh, with with Viz they arrive and dock at Visago's ship. Visago's ship, the Broken Horn, is fucking hideous. It's like this fucking dirt green it's just ugly it's an yeah, ugly it's not ship good it's not a good ship this is not a set that i would want in fact i don't think they made this a set because it's fucking hideous it's gross i would like a visago minifig that would be cool that would be unique the only deveronian minifig i have is the one from uh, new hope in the cantina set yeah it's a cool set uh but it'd be nice to have a visago um so they dock and they board Visago's ship. Um, they kind of split up, and Chopper trips across some cargo. Uh, we see a quick scene of Chopper tripping across some cargo. It looks fancy. I don't really know what it is yet, but it looks fancy. Ezra throws on one of his uh, 
uh, Imperial Academy Stormtrooper helmets that he's got all decked out. So he's got his helmet on. Um, and he turns a corner and he runs face first into one of Visago's security droids. But it is deactivated. Um, so it's just kind of standing there lifeless. And after this, he heads into the cockpit and he runs into somebody, but it is not Visago. It is someone much more fun and cool. Let's take a listen. Visago? Visago, is that, is that you? Uh, not exactly. Well, hello there. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. I am Hondo Unaka, yeah, proud owner of this fine but currently inoperative vessel. <laughs> Where's Visago? This is his ship. Ah, you know Visago? Well then, we have a mutual friend. <laughs> yes, it, it was his ship. But we were enjoying a friendly game of Sabah, and well, now it is my ship. Well, Visago bet his ship? Right after his droids, which are now also mine. Watch, I turn them on. <laughs> He's got a little <laughs> I turn them on. <laughs> I love <laughs> Yeah, okay, I, I guess that could happen. You know about me, but who are you? I'm Lando Calrissian. Lando? So at last I meet the semi-famous Lando Calrissian. A tad younger than I pictured, but to be so young and flying to my rescue proves that you must be the scoundrel I have heard of. Yeah, I mean, I am pretty good. <laughs> He's pretty good. Are you looking for a crew? Good news. Hondo is hiring. Uh, I already have a crew. Speaking of, where'd my droid go? Oh, you lost your droid. I lost my whole crew, thanks to the Empire. I once was a captain, you know. Oh, the stories I could tell. So many of them true. Imperial drop up. Uh, yeah, you want to tell a story? Tell one to the Empire while I try to get the power back on. Uh, hello? How can we help you? Attention transport, you have breached an Imperial checkpoint. Hyperspace would be good. Everyone's trying to make a quick repair. I think I got it. Well, Lando. It looks like we are off on an adventure! They jump into hyperspace and escape. The Imperials are very good about letting rebels jump into hyperspace and escape. Yeah, you'd think they would have something for that. Yeah, like an energy net or something. Yeah. Oh, they caught me in the net. Or a spike strip. Yeah, something <laughs> cool. But, uh, so they do escape. Um, so... Right after that, we get a scene in the cockpit where Hano's remarking about how great of a team they make and how, man, that was really awesome. It was like we were kindred spirits there working together. There really wasn't much there. But Hondo, as we all know, he's just always trying to sell, sell people on something. He's always got a plan. Yeah. And he's always trying to, you know, I, need, I can make allies here and I can do something with it at some point. So he is one of the <laughs> sales. Hondo, does, he's exactly like one of the salespeople that I've worked with a thousand times over. We're like, they don't give a shit about lying whatsoever. Yeah. Or like integrity. They're just like, nope, I, like whatever lie I get caught in, I can just lie to patch yeah. over that one. Like, I'll say this. If you are thinking about sales as a career, there's two things that you need. 
one, you need to be comfortable with lying all the time. And two, you need to be good at remembering children's names. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's the whole thing. How is Polly? How is Polly these days? Now he's he's got to be in third grade, right? No, fourth. No, oh, oh, sorry, I was way off there, man. Even got to be careful. Christmas old. is crazy. coming up. I know she's got an almond allergy. Yeah. So yeah. So how are they doing in school? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's such a Polly thing. Yeah, he never liked science, did he? Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, that's all you got to be. That's all you got to do to be good at sales. Yeah. Remember kids' names, and lie a lot you're gonna need that true coat you know <laughs> you gotta have that true coat on this car if you don't have the true coat all that salt in the winter man, these things paid. all rust up it come, come on gil make the sale <laughs> make the sale gil <laughs> um but yeah so hondo is a bullshitter he's bullshitting with Ezra. hey we make a great team we should team up more Think of how much money Hondo would make as a mortgage broker in 2006. Hondo yes. would be a millionaire. I could see Hondo taking over like the reverse mortgage thing from Tom <laughs> Selleck. Like he's the new spokesman for reverse mortgages. Yes. Yeah. Like when Tom Selleck dies, they'll replace him with Hondo. Um, so Chopper then at this point is just like, hey, I found some power cells. That's what Chopper tripped across in the cargo bay. And Hondo's like, hey, I'm just selling these for a fair price. And that's a 500% markup. <laughs> and there's just like, well, you know what? How about I help you out with this? And they, they come up with some kind of cut. I can't remember what the cut is. Um, but um, Hondo's like, all right, I agree. And he kind of slaps Ezra on the back. And when he does that and gets close to Ezra, Ezra sneaks and grabs Hondo's robot control and passes it to Chopper. He's like, this might come in handy. So... Uh, they are now in possession of the robot control. Um, they arrive at this remote space station. It looks like it's on a moon of some kind. Well, and I was wondering, like, I got confused because they were talking about the frozen planet earlier. That is not the frozen planet. I know, but they're flying to what appears to be a frozen planet. Yeah. And then they fly into this, like, station yes. in that planet. So, yeah, it's a station that's on a planet. I don't know. To me, it just looks like the moon in our galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what it looks like. It's just dark sky. You know, yep. I mean, there's no real atmosphere of any kind. It's just this rock floating in space. Um, but, yeah, so they park in this. It's a pretty cool space station. Um, Chopper is going to be staying with the ship, but Ezra and uh, Hondo are going to escort the cargo to their buyer. Um, now, they go in the halls, and we see... there. I've noticed something, a theme with Rebels. Like, we always have an Ugnaught. <laughs> You know, the background characters, the background follow. characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> always got to have an Ugnaught and you always got to have an Aqualush. Yep. I think there's one other one that I'm forgetting now. I'm drawing a blank. But anytime there's a crowd scene, there is always an Ugnaught and Aqualush. It's 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 uncanny. I swear if there's more than five people, there's a Rodian in there, too. Rodian. That's yes. it. Yeah. Rodian, Ugnaught and Aqualush. I think if there's more than just Five random characters. Those are your background stand characters. Those, those are, are your stand-ins. Stand like they're the standard ones. They're like the rando mando yeah. of of rebels. Now in the Clone Wars, we had rando mandos who just after we saw them in the first uh, Duchess episode. Um, why didn't it do it? Why can you cooperate? There it is. After the first Duchess episode. When that one rando man throws himself to his death in some sort of political suicide. 
it back flops off of it. When yeah, he yeah. plops, it's funny. <laughs> it's plop. Um, but after that, they just like reuse that character model so many fucking times. Yeah, and I'm starting to think that that's where we're at with these. You know, I every time I see an Aqualush, though, I just think of Aqualush it would be Bull. great if Dave Filoni just like mixed in Rando Randos just for old times' sake, animated like the Clone Wars too. Yes, that would be exactly. Awesome. That would like, be so cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Everyone else looks like Muppets except this one guy. Um, But yeah, so they go to this cargo bay to meet the buyer, and we are going to meet this buyer. And fucking A, man, why? Why wouldn't you bring back Hondo, who's one of the greatest, like, anti-heroes? I literally literally wrote down, oh, no, this guy. Yeah. It's As Morrigan. Let's take a listen to this son of a bitch. who is the buyer anyway? Where's Visago? That's Morgan. Ah, Visago is in the Ezra has his helmet, uh, by the way. So to speak, granting me the privilege of conducting business with you, oh legendary one. Uh, Hondo Onaka at your service. <laughs> is this a joke? <laughs> I don't deal with washed up old relics. Come um, now, let's leave your wife out of this. There is no need for such impropriety among thieves. I am certain we Buzzing can reach an accord. I'm certain we can. That was easy. Nice going, partner. Looks like you got us captured. Oh, it would be nice if we had some backup. We're going to take a pass. Uh, Pretty easy. Just a thought. But why don't we just call it but remember, and Chopper go through with the original shit. deal? Sounds good, yes? <laughs> I appreciate your offer, humbly. But I don't think you're going to be around to collect. <laughs> they have them on like a conveyor belt that opens up, shoots, goes out into space. Morgan, big cargo bag. Take the fruits of our labor if you must. That I understand. But this, is it necessary? Oh, yes. You see, the Rank Clan has a nice bounty on your head. I'll click on these generators and make an additional profit from your death. (laughs) Your business plan is impressive. Of course it is. It's mine. (laughs) Who is this? They take off as a helmet. I know you from somewhere. Calrissian's farm on Lothal. Well, of course you know him. This is my longtime friend, Lando Calrissian. <laughs> what? No. He's not Calrissian. <laughs> you lied to me? I knew I liked you. The fact that he's been calling him Lando for a few minutes is kind of funny to me. Oh, I will enjoy this. I get to collect on Onaka. I get to kill you, and I get to keep the five generators. Uh, All of them, five crates. Wait, there are only four crates here. You were supposed to bring me five. Well, the droid had the fifth crate. Droid? Right then, just perfect timing, Chopper pops open the bay doors and just dives in, and he pushes like this cart, and he takes out Asmorgan and two of his guards, his bug guards. Chopper's riding on his one wheel throughout half of this episode. 
Yeah. Um, Ezra jumps into action then and does a sweep kick on another one of the bug guards. Now, I say bug guards because they look kind of like the eyes are buggy. The eyes on their helmets are bugs. I think they're humans. They look like, you know those <clears throat> weird, like, loose-leaf tea strainer spoons? Yeah. That, like, scissor together? Yeah. I was going to say they look like... Uh, the live-action foot soldiers in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, that too. Like those big... They, or like they're going fencing. Yeah. You know, like it's like a fencing helmet. Like it's, a, like yeah. it's like they shrug a fencing helmet down to just cover their Just eyes. the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Just the eyes. Um, But yeah, so Ezra jumps up in a sweep kick. Now, they have him bound, though, so Ezra does not have full use of his hands. But he does a sweep kick, takes him out. Uh, Hondo gets up and he runs over to the ramp control and hits it. And there's a security guy that Ezra knocked down. He just gets yeeted into space. (laughs) (laughs) It's the greatest moment. So the thing is like on this ramp, it leads out of the bay doors that are, you know, they're covered with a, like objects can pass through, but it's, it's like a, it's an atmosphere control. So, but if you go past it, you're in the dead of space. It is as if they designed a launch system to yes. just launch things into space. Yeah, I mean this is a, this is like a spaceport. Yeah, you know, so like you can launch from out of there. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> as soon as fucking uh, Hondo hits it, the guy kind of comes to for a second, and he's just going fucking beeline straight <laughs> out the fucking big they do bay a doors. Weird shot where you <clears throat> see him like pass through the frame. Yeah, and his arms are like yeah. completely to the side, and you hear him go like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good um we see chopper then shock a guy like chopper just shocks one of the bug guy fucking uh security guys and then at that point he throws ezra his lightsaber slash blaster now it should be noted that it looks just he's using the blast he's using the staple gun right now he's keeping the whole jedi thing a secret still um so <laughs> chopper the guy that he shot starts to wake up and ezra immediately like at point blank range shoots him again with the fucking staple <laughs> yeah. gun and shocks him again. <laughs> so this guy like starts like, oh, he starts to get up. He's all groggy. Immediately gets shocked again. It is like those horrible police yeah. like <laughs> body cam videos where they like tase somebody and they like turn stiff as a board, like yeah. fall down. And, and then, then they, they, they start come to, to and they start to regain like, consciousness. <laughs> and you just hear the awkward like, yeah, do not move, sir. You are being detained, sir. Do not move. It's like you just knocked him out with high voltage electricity. Taser, taser, <laughs> <Yeah>. taser. <laughs> sir, if you do not move, I will not shock you. Sir, do not move, sir. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> you just see him go stiff again. <laughs> <laughs> The, that video I sent you where it was the guy where the officer's like, all right, you got to come with me. Oh, yeah. And he just, like, turns around and starts running away. But they put that, like, NPC music under it. <laughs> the best is, yeah. like, when they're trying to detain someone who's high on, like, PCP. Yes. And they try to tase them, and the guy yeah. just literally, like, grabs <laughs> yeah. the pros and, like, pulls yeah. them out of his chest. You get somebody that's high on fucking angel dust. <laughs> yes. And, like, they just turn into fucking like Hulk Hogan in 1985. Yeah. Just like picking things up. Ah. <laughs> the, the cops are all of a sudden like, holy fuck. Literally the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the guy wakes up, he gets shocked again by answer. It's very funny. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, we see As Morgan. He kicks like this forklift. As Morgan for a big pig man. <laughs> kind of powerful. Yeah. Like he, he kicks this forklift looking thing and he, he hits it straight at Hondo and Ezra. Hondo pushes Ezra out of the way, but the forklift crashes into Hondo. He's got a low center of gravity, so yeah. he's able to like 
Yeah. Sponge uh, yeah. Yeah. As Morgan's low to the ground, he's got some power to those legs. His haunches have a lot of power. <laughs> yeah. They don't look like much, but he's got some power in those haunches. Um, but yeah, Ezra gets pushed to safety. Um, but at this point, as Morgan, you know, they're, they're kind of fucked up. They're kind of coming to and as Morgan's about to take him out. And all of a sudden you hear Chopper again go, wow. <laughs> and he turns a corner and he's arming up like he literally just takes like two huge fucking blasters. It's they're like, like rifle blasters. It is like an action movie out of the 80s. Yeah. He turns a corner and there's a famous. I think this is like a gift that I see often where he's like got two big guns in his little haunch, his little his little clip hand things, whatever you want to call them. And he just makes a beeline for As Morgan. As Morgan runs away and eventually trips. Um, when he trips, he throws this bag, which is the money, I'm guessing, up in the air. And the bag just falls directly into Hondo's lap. Um, but at the same time, the conveyor belt that goes out into space is moving again because it's been damaged in the blasts that are going on. And he is almost yeeted into space. But Ezra at this point comes to and reaches out with a force and grabs him. Hundo like, does have a great line where he's like, yes, I'm rich. Once he notices I'm that dead, he's holding yeah. it. And then as he realizes he's hurtling yeah. into the vacuum of space, he's like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. But Ezra saves him. While Ezra is saving him, though, as Morgan makes for his ship and flees. So as Morgan's going to escape. I was really hoping as Morgan would just die. I don't like this. I do not like this. He's awful. He's like one of the shittiest bad guys we've ever had. Um, so our next clip is going to be Hondo and Ezra, and I quite get a kick out of Hondo in this scene. He's like, oh, you're a Jedi. Okay, so let's take a listen. My friend, my friend, you might not be Calrissian, but I know one thing you are. You are a Jedi. Why didn't you tell me you were a Jedi? You know I am an old Jedi sympathizer? I know, I wouldn't believe me either, but one of my best friends was a Jedi. I'm pretty sure we were friends. <laughs> yeah, he was! I'm not really a Jedi. Hello there. Well, then be a pirate Jedi. We will make an excellent team. But first, tell me what is your name? Your real name? <clears throat> Ezra Bridger. Thank you. Ezra Bridger. So Hondo's like for for Hondo things. Well, you must have many. They're back on his Agos. Yes. Yeah, too many at the moment. Well, then join my crew, and I will split it right down the middle, fifty forty. You won't get a better deal than that, especially from me. Wait, that's only ninety percent. What about the other ten? Oh, you want me to spend that on expenses, trust me. Okay, well, how about zero percent for me? I want the generators. All of them. You have a deal, partner! Ah, this makes me happy! You get the Whoa, generators, and I get you for my crew. It is good. Let us celebrate. Droid, droid! Go to the galley and bring me the most expensive drink you can! And something for my friend! Uh... Yeah, I think I'll go with him. Of course, partner. Don't forget yours. So Hondo's getting drunk. So um, as much as things change, they stay the same. Hondo's going to get blasted to celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Ezra and Chopper are heading to go get the Also, booze. why the hell... I, 
I struggle to realize like why Ezra would trust Hondo with his real name like this this soon into their relationship. I was just naive. I know, but yeah. still. You'd think after all the shit he's been through for the last season and a half. He seems to be smart enough to be like, well, maybe I'll just like play yeah. it a little closer. But he's also us. seen like he's a wanted man by the Empire. He, you know, you would think he would learn his lesson by now yeah. after all the fucking narrow escapes he's had. But he's still a stupid kid. Stupid kid. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, So they're walking the hallways and they're kind of shooting the breeze. And Esther's just kind of musing like maybe I should become a pirate because, you know, I. I don't think this episode does a great job of it, to be honest. But, like, the theme of it was, like, Ezra struggling with his new life and balancing responsibilities on the ghost crew. And he's just, he's sort of longing for when he had no one to answer to. Um, But it seems, it seems odd because... Yeah. I'm wondering if they, like, made these episodes out of order and this feels like, like a like season piece them together this feels like it should belong in like season one we had like an episode two or three episodes ago where ezra was doing the same about shit how, but he was talking about how important like this crew is and how this yeah. is family to him now but there's been other episodes where he's in this kind of mood i know and it's just like i thought we were past it i don't know unless felt- they're unless they're truly trying to get like into our heads like oh this is a teenager so he's like but there is also the dynamic of rex that they've added so maybe that has thrown ezra off like he feels unsettled again not that he doesn't get along with rex but any kind of change is stressful so maybe he's just struggling with it now that the ghost crew has expanded a bit i don't but it seems very out of place yes and honestly like you get this scene where they kind of discuss it, where he's kind of floating the idea. And you heard him earlier with uh, Kanan and Rex just being like, well, maybe I don't want to be either. And he's just kind of in a mood. But I, I don't think it's that well done. No. It seems very flimsy. Yeah. Like, it's it's very, like, it. that theme is placed in the episode, but they don't really flesh it out. No. This episode is very heavy on, like, As Morgan bullshitting, uh, the, the action scene that takes place there. It's, this almost feels like it should have been two episodes. Yeah. Like, they really crammed a lot in, and they didn't do a great job with the character development. Although I am happy it's only one episode, because I have a feeling if it was two episodes, I would be saying in our review of it, I'd be like, this should be, this should have been one episode. It should have been an episode and a half. <laughs> I think that that's the sweet spot for this one. <laughs> yeah. Like, that way you can actually commit enough to the development of Ezra as a character, but it just felt forced. Yeah. It all felt rushed. But at the same time, I don't know if I want two episodes of it. Yeah. And if you're going to give me Hondo, like, having cool lines, sure. But overall, I think one episode will suffice. Yeah. I mean, you could have done without As Morgan completely. Yep. Like, just fuck As Morgan. It would have been more interesting if, like, some strife came up directly between Hondo and Ezra. Fucking fuck As Morgan. Fuck yeah. that whole five, six minutes that they wasted there. Um, so as he's floating the idea of becoming a pirate with joining Hondo full time, he overhears something as they're walking the corridors of Visago's ship. They open up a door and Visago is sitting there locked up in a cell. He's in the brig. <laughs> Visago is locked up in his own ship. Kind of funny how Hondo was just like willy nilly with letting them walk around the ship when he has a fucking prisoner. <laughs> Go get me a drink. Go get me a drink. You know your way around this yeah. ship perfectly. You're not going to trip across the fucking Deveronian that I told you I won this ship off of that I have captive right now. That's so Hondo. He charms you the whole episode, and then he's got a fucking prisoner. <laughs> like, 
He has stolen this vessel unlawfully and then imprisoned somebody. <laughs> but also, like, <laughs> has not thought it through enough to yeah. be like, well, maybe I should keep this under wraps. Yeah. So basically, Hondo has done Grand Theft Auto and kidnapping. <laughs> he's the best. He's, yeah, he's really. Now, I, you know. A lot of times Hondo has done stuff where I feel bad about it because it's like, holy shit, these are kids or something. With this, I'm just like, well, fuck Visago. Yeah, like, of course. This, this is fair game. Yeah. Stealing Visago's ship and imprisoning him, that's fair game. That's bounty hunter shit. That's pirate shit. It's bad guy game. on bad guy crime. Yeah, bad guy on bad guy crime. I'll take Hondo over Visago any day of the week. Although, I, I got to tell you, the jumpsuit, really not talking to me. I know. I oh, hate it. I We'll get, we'll get it. into it. I got the best good hood in a long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Visago was locked up in the brig, and it is going to be our next clip. This is Ezra and Visago talking. Now, remember, Ezra does owe Visago for information that helped him get Kanan out of the Empire's grasp. So Ezra is going to use this situation to his advantage. And then we have them meeting up with Hondo on the bridge. So let's take a look. Visago, you? What are you doing here? I... I Wait, Hondo told me you lost your ship in a bet. Oh, and you believe that, Swindler? By the moons of Gosgold, you are hopelessly gullible. Hey, I'm not the one who got locked in his own brig. <laughs> Shot me in the back with a stunner. It disabled my droid somehow. Probably with this. You must help me reclaim the horn. Sorry, but I've got other things to worry about. You owe me, remember? I gave you information, and it saved your Jedi friend. I am calling in that favor. Now. Mm, I, I know what I said earlier, Chop. Okay, I'll get you your ship, and then we're even. Fine with me. Chopper, get the generators on board the Phantom. My generators? No, my generators. Now come along and behave. I think you two know each other. Partner, how could you let this dangerous criminal out of the brig? Save it, partner. Let's all relax. I take the generators, you two split as Morgan's credits. Everyone wins. That is a fair deal. And it disgusts me. For once, I agree. Care to hear my counteroffer? <laughs> Okay, so Visago activates the droids. When did he get the remote? He did it like Ezra had his back turned to him, and he just kind okay. of like swooped it so, yes. out of it. Yeah. Sorry, Clone Casanovas. I forgot to write that down. Yeah. But yeah, so Visago gets the remote back, activates the droids, and we're going to have a little shootout on the bridge uh, or the cockpit. Um, so it's the droids versus Hondo and Ezra. So uh, they're shooting at like point blank range. Ezra's deflecting, takes out one right away. There's a lot up, of droids on this ship. He fires up his lightsaber and really starts cutting apart those droids. Yeah, there's a lot of droids on the ship. Now, we've seen two assisting. That is, there's like 10 at That's least. the thing that blew my mind. Yeah. It's like, because I always loved those droids of Azaka. But it's <laughs> always two. But it's always like the only two, and they're doing the heavy lifting. Yeah, like they're just carrying cargo. Yeah. Shit. And this, he walks through, like, a crew of them yeah. as he's, like, walking to find Ando. Yep. So, I mean, they're fighting back, but they start to get overrun. Ezra drops his saver. Um, Hondo does, uh, you know, take a couple shots and saves him uh, from a droid that's grabbing onto him. Um, but then there's this, like, little escape hatch in the cockpit that just drops into um, an escape pod. 
and Hondo, as Ezra's dealing with this robot, Hondo just bails out and he's like, thank you, you know, and Hondo leaves and escapes. Um, he cr- no, It's not an escape. It's He goes into the vents. He it's like a, it's like a it's like a floor vent. There's like a corridor underneath it, and yeah. then that okay. leads yes. to where the Phantom is docked. Yep. Um. So uh, Visago is going to head out, and he's like, "Deal with him." And he says this to, as more and more droids are coming into the cockpit, and Ezra's fighting them. Um. But Ezra is able to use the Force to steal the remote from him. So now Ezra has the remote and can turn up the droids. They are really playing hot potato with, with that, that remote. remote. Yeah. Um, we see Hondo escaping in the Phantom. So Hondo has stolen the Phantom. He got into the corridors, and he's he's Chopper's by the Phantom, but he like pushes Chopper. He's like, no droids, and because Ezra had talked to Chopper and said like, load up the Phantom with the generators. Yeah, like we're about to get out of here. So like Chopper was trying to stop Hondo, and he like just surpassed him. Yep. So uh, Hondo escapes in the Phantom, leaves Chopper on board, um, and so our next clip. Uh, Ezra eventually deactivates the droids with remote um, and then uh, meets up with Visago again and they have a little conversation. Um, Visago's not trying to kill them anymore. Um, and then after this, Ezra is able to leave and he returns to the ghost and it's going to be our last clip. Wow, looks like you get your ship back as promised. Yes, but I lost all my credits and my generators. Uh, technically, they were my generators. I love how he just tried to kill you. I hate the children. It's all in good fun. He sends Ezra and Chopper out in the escape pod. Not sure how we're going to explain all this. What do you mean you know where Honda will be? Let's go back to the ghost. Go out! The villain was upon us, I'm telling you. But young Ezra, he stood tall in front of me and withstood a massive attack. My friend! I was just talking about you. How you and I rescued the generators from the evil Visago. Yeah, that's not true. You stole the generators and my ship. (gasps) What an accusation! You wound me! Chopper had the Phantom on autopilot. Well, that's another version of the story, I suppose. I'll tell you what. You can keep my generators. They are my gift to you. Goodbye! Just so you know, at one time, I might have joined your crew. (laughs) Oh, Ezra. You truly are a Jedi. Contact Commander Sato. Tell him Ezra Bridger found his generators. Big hero moment for Ezra. So, you went for a little spin. I was just trying to figure things out. And did you? I used to be like Hondo. Out for myself and alone. But that's not who I am anymore. You're on a different path now. And I have you guys. I wish Kano would have been like, you said this last week. <laughs> Are you sure this is where you want to be? Because you're already rethinking what you said last week. Something tells me you might change your mind again. Yes. Um, but that is the episode. So Ezra has gotten power cells for 
the, the other rebels, question I have, Phoenix like, Rebel, Rebels. I've seen it. I've had. I've seen it happen multiple times. But like, don't escape pods cost money? Yeah, because like I've seen people. Like, f- did Vizaga want to dump him that bad that he couldn't just go into the atmosphere and drop him off? They're throwing them around willy nilly. Yeah, where it's like if I'm I'm assuming these ships are like yachts. Yeah. So it's like putting him on a Zodiac. That Zodiac's got to cost at least 800 bucks. Yeah. I don't know, man. They are wasting him, though. It's weird. Yeah. But you know what? Star Wars just as a whole started off with some weirdness. Like, no, oh, there's no life forms on there. Don't even bother pulling the trigger. <laughs> yeah. Gravity. Don't think about that at all. Yeah. Don't even question that. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think about, though, like, oh, there's no life. Oh, there's another one. Oh, yeah. there's no life forms. Nah, you know, don't bother. There's no life form. Yeah. It's like, what? You would just probably just shoot it. But anyways, what does IMDB give this one? IMDB is giving Brothers of the Broken Horn a 7.2. Okay. So quite the drop off. I got to tell you, I love Hondo. Hondo is one of my favorite characters, um, and I feel bad that I enjoy him so much because some of the shit he does. Yeah. But he's great, and it's awesome to have him in this show, and I hope we get more of him. Uh, Chopper had some real home run moments in this episode, but I got to be honest, this episode didn't do anything for me. <laughs> yeah. It didn't do much. It was a whole lot of nothing. I, you know, I'll give it a, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on it too much because I think there were some cool characters in it with Hondo and Chopper really doing some cool stuff. As Morgan sucks, uh, not entertaining. Uh, the bug guy's getting yeeted into space is kind of funny. That guy got shocked a couple times. <laughs> That's funny. That I it just I don't know. I I watched it you know once and then I did my notes watch and I just was like I don't like this episode. I'm gonna give it a five. Five, and that's being generous, and Oof. it's only because it's Hondo. Yep, it's only because it's Hondo and Chopper had some funny moments. But this episode is a, the biggest stinker we've had in a while. I yep. gotta say, it's not great. It really is. What do you got? I went 6.5. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. <laughs> I watched it at a time where I was happy to see Hondo. The guy getting launched into space made me laugh out loud. I was fucking tickled by that guy. He was good. <laughs> he was good. It was funny. And the guys, the guards kept getting repeatedly tased. It wasn't enough that Ezra shocked them once. They kept getting back up and then tased again. That's hilarious. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, the guy Chopper shocked. Throw, then Ezra throws, gets his gun from Chopper. Yep. The guy starts to come to, and he's like, Ugh. and they shocks him. Ezra again. immediately just point blank shoots him with. They the gotta turn gun. up the voltage on that. Yeah. Thing. Just kill the guy. You're not like, wrong <laughs> with your rating, but for whatever reason, I was just like, fuck it. No, this was. I don't this know, like, was the funny. The thing is, like. I love the Clone Wars. I think it's a great show. Um, but there are like, I don't know, 10 to 10 episodes probably. Yeah. Maybe 15 that are just horrendous. Yep. Like just awful pieces of shit that you could just just shovel into the fireplace and just never speak of again. And like even this one, though, it's like it's it's the worst episode I remember seeing in a while, but it's not like fucking as bad as some of the shit we've seen. We have not gotten to that point with Rebels yet. I want one. <laughs> I really want one. I know. I really do. Yeah. Like, I hope we get a real fucking stinker one of these days. Because we need it. The problem is a lot of people that worked on the Clone Wars and went through those awful early years 
are now working on this show that's, and they learned things, you know, and it's that's my worry is like when it comes to our rating system, I'm nervous that with Rebels, my rating scale is between like five and like eight. Yeah. And like all of my episodes are like within that range. Yeah. I need something. That's what to I'm like saying. Like I need something for me to be like, this episode was a fucking two. Yeah. Like I need that. And like. As much as I didn't love this episode, I can't be like, oh, it's a two. Both of us are so invested in Star Wars 2 that I feel like we'll find redeeming qualities. I guess. Even in the biggest pieces of shit. I just want a real dog shit episode. (laughs) But it also, like, we need a dog shit episode at the right moment where our minds are like, fuck this. I do not have patience. And that's when we're going to get our two. Yeah, I want to be burnt the fuck out. (laughs) Oh, man. Those were the days. Yes. You remember the Clone Wars hit us like that? Oh, dude. That was like the early shit, too. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that we pushed through that when no one was listening. And the Mon Cal arc. <laughs> well, at that point, we were pot committed. <laughs> yeah. But it was just like this is a couple episodes. And you're like, this is a labor of love at this point that we're even talking about this. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. So a 6.5 from Adam. Real generous score from Adam, if you're asking me. And a Always look on the light side of life. All right, light side moment of the episode. Oh, man. I think it's the fucking bug guy getting yeeted out into space. Yeah, me too. It was funny. I, I I can't think of anything better than that. It made me laugh. It was very close to, like, the dark and light side moment. What? What's going on with your teeth? <laughs> your teeth are like brown. My blood sugar. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't, don't look at me. I'm hideous. I'm hideous. <laughs> no, my blood sugar was taking a dive, so I just ate a bunch of chocolate chips. Oh, there you that go. That I found in my backpack. All right, cool. But yeah, I also... Man, that's great. You get to eat a bunch of chocolate chips. It's for your health. I need it. Yeah, I know. It's great. But yeah, also, as soon as that guy was launched into space, I was like, how could it not be the light side? It's good. Uh, we might have to think about bringing back Death of the Week. That that was a candidate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that one is probably one of them. He launched out. He did a comical yeah. scream and then slowly went limp as <laughs> right. he was drifting off into space. One to ten. How many Delaney's do you give it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it 8.5 Delaney's. It was up there. Yeah. It was. I would. If we were watching together, I think it would have been as funny as Mando Superintendent. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Like, it was that good. Because he was drifting in the background. Yeah. yeah. He survived for, you know, a good amount of time. Uh, about two seconds. And then slowly drifted off <laughs> <Yeah>. into death. <laughs> one of the worst jobs in the fucking known galaxies being as Morgan Guard. All right. Here's a question for you. Okay. Let's say... Weird, weird, weird circumstance. You find yourself on the International Space Station doing some repairs outside. Something happens. Some accident happens. And you find yourself spinning into the vacuum of space. So I'm out of control. I'm 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 not tethered. You're not tethered. So I'm just loose. You're loose. I'm Adrian Peterson breaking through that second wave of defenders and just running for the end zone. Yeah. But going into the vacuum of space. So like Earth is slowly turning into a you're basically blue marble. Like you're you're fucking explaining gravity. The movie. This is like the plot of gravity. What? 
Have you ever seen Gravity of Sandra no. Bullock and George Clooney? No. Yeah, huh? they're on like the International Space Station, and like something goes wrong, and like they're tethered. I I've never seen it, but I I do know it's exactly okay. the plot. Of yeah. That okay. Movie. So what? Where are you going with this? My uh, my question to you is: Do you allow yourself to slowly let your life support systems peter out, or are you just gonna say fuck it and, and just take your helmet off? And watch my eyeballs explode. I want, like, what what happens? Like, that type of thing. Me, I think I would probably wait. <laughs> and I would try, I don't know, I'd try coming up with some, maybe I'd, I'd try to, like, vault off an asteroid. You're trying to <laughs> rationalize, like, maybe there'll be some kind of, like, yeah. recovery system. Or... Yeah, maybe a shuttle will come by and get me. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll try to catch me. Uh-huh. I don't know. Help me, Elon Musk. You know, like, right. send your send your fucking uh, submarine out here or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Yeah, but yeah I, I don't think. I think I eventually, I think would give up hope and just be like, oh, I'm just going to... I want to know how... I'm just going to rip open, like, the suit or something and yeah. let, you know, just die. Yeah, for me? No, I don't think so. <laughs> what? <laughs> Rock and roll. I want to take the helmet off and see what happens. Now, the same... Now, uh, okay, I can see that, but you're in space. Maybe you just take in the grandeur of it all and just slowly fall asleep like Tony Stark. Yeah, but also, I don't like being dizzy. So, if I'm spinning a lot... I don't like that. You got to swim, baby. <laughs> you got to, yeah, <laughs> try to, I don't know how space works, but that's what I'd be doing. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're just in the vacuum, though. I mean, you're kind of fucked. What if What if we found ourselves in that position? We take the helmet off, and all of a sudden, we've been lied to all yeah. of our lives. Oh, this air it's is just the glory. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this air is great. <laughs> You go into a new dimension, you yeah. know, and they're like, hey, we've been waiting for you. It's all these like different species. We just you just got to take the helmets off in space. And That's then all you, you got to do. Yeah. Um, OK. If you only knew the power of the dark. All right. Dark side moment of the episode. For me, it's as Morgan just being in it. I don't like this fucking character. I think he sucks. He's not menacing. He's not. Uh, it doesn't serve any purpose for me. I don't find him funny. I don't find him scary. I don't get any kind of drama from him. He's just a nuisance. He's a nuisance fucking character. I just don't like him. I think he sucks. That's mine. Just him being in it is my dark side. What's yeah. this? Um, <laughs> minus a combination of uh, Hondo's past with S. Morgan's past. Like, I literally wrote down in my notes as I was watching this, hey, remember when S. Morgan was trying to rape Hera? <laughs> like, yeah. That, that was just a few episodes ago. Well, we don't like him. No. But we have seen uh, Hondo he trying to kill. executed younglings. Like, six of them for, like, uh, like little, like, fucking palm-sized kyber crystals. Yes. Now, granted, they're rare, but he's going to kill children for and them. He considers himself a close friend of Kenobi, but for just like, yeah, just a few credits more, he was going to execute Jedi, Jedi yeah. too. I do like that he referenced Kenobi yeah, vaguely yeah. there, kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, I think he is my good friend. Another, I part, of the, another yeah. part of the dark side is we didn't get to hear him say Kenobi. Yeah. I don't know. Obi-Wan's out there. How do you never know? You never know. Never say never. Maybe we'll see him get together. 
he is a live action character at, at Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge. Edge. So, like, if we ever had ten thousand dollars to blow at Disney <laughs> and buying horribly unorganized Lego sets, I'm never going to get there. But yeah, I would love to. I'd love to, you know, slap Hondo on the back, buy him around. You know, that'd be great. It sucks that we are kind of like landlocked right between the two versions of it. Yeah, we're right in the middle. Like if we if we lived in like Utah, it's like oh well maybe we could make it to California to afford it. Yeah, but we'd also live in Utah. <laughs> that is right. I mean, I'm sure it's beautiful scenery there, but God, the fucking people. <laughs> I'd go nuts, man. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. A um, couple good dark sides there. Thank you, Rex. Good to see Rex just keep popping up. Oh, yeah. Crew now. Yeah, I guess he is. You got to get it up. You got to get it up. A T. A T. Mandy, Dennis Prager, Gina Carano, Gina Carano, come on the podcast. Gina Carano, talk about cancel culture. Tell me, Dennis Prager, I'm being canceled. Wait, what's that? What's that? I'm getting a call? How do I, how do, I do this? Sonny, come here. Help me answer the phone. Sonny, hello? Hello? Oh, I was just talking about Dennis Prager. How are you doing? Oh, okay. Dennis Prager. Uh, oh, you want to say something to listeners of Cloak? Okay, okay, hold on here. Okay. Hold on here. I got, I got to sound again. Hold on. All right. All right. Uh, this is Dennis Prager. Schoolroom sign that I saw in the New York Times. The world is better because you are in it. I don't know what grade it was. I, I assume something like fifth grade. What a stupid message. <laughs> of course, it's, it's not true. What has any fifth grader done to have made the world better because he or she is in it? Good point, Dennis. Tell us more. Boy, again, as I pointed out, it's the opposite of the way many of us were raised. If my father had said to me, you know, Dennis, the world is better because you are in it, I would have uh, believed that... uh, even though he was never drunk, that he was actually drunk. (laughs) Thank you, Dennis Prager. Tell me I'm being canceled. Okay, uh, Dark Horse Hero of the episode. That is a profoundly destroyed man. One One of the world's great thinkers. Yes. Imagine seeing that sign that says the world is a better place because you're in it. For That's written to, and it's an elementary school. Imagine seeing that and being offended by it and thinking it's stupid. Mm -hmm. That is the, like, that dude has the darkest worldview. It's a fucking kid. And you know what? To that kid's parents, yeah, the world's probably a better place because they're in it. Another story. While I was listening to Adam Carolla's podcast daily, he was also just (laughs) another reason why they're simpatico. They, They seem to have found each other. And are happy together. He said that one of his child's teachers was telling a story that I feel like is a cliche at this point, granted. But their child's teacher was telling the story about a child who uh, found themselves like was on a beach and this person was throwing 
there were millions and millions of clams that had happened to be at low tide. So there were millions of clams that were going to die, but someone was throwing them one by one back into the ocean. And they were like, what are you going to do? You're not going to save all of them. They're like, yeah, but this one, this one right here, my effort made a difference to this. Yeah. And the teacher told that story to their class and Adam Carolla was disgusted by that teacher. Like, that's a, that's a futile effort. Why would you? Why would you even bother telling that story to your kids? It's somebody making the best of a bad situation. Yeah. And I mean, and it does make a difference to yeah. that one clam that you are throwing and in back into the ocean. It's kind of like I remember I was in McGovern's. I might have mentioned this before, but I was with a different group of friends. But a homeless guy came in and just started panhandling directly and they're like asking people for money and i just i handed him you know a little lubed up i was like, here man take a 20 you know and i just handed it to him i was there you go i was drunk and feeling good and you know um i tend to give bums money when <laughs> <laughs> i do i mean when i see a... <laughs> i do i do it but like when i'm lubed up <laughs> If we ever make t-shirts yeah. for the show, I tend to give bums I money. I tend to give bums money. That's have you seen? Have there. you seen the nude bulio that I made? <laughs> no, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> it's 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 an art piece. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I usually if I got a couple bucks on me, I hand you know a homeless person a couple bucks. Like you know, I don't know what they're gonna do with it. It's none of my fucking business. But it might be a couple bucks that helps them out. You know, but like. I hand it to him, and, you know, he's like, oh, thanks, and he leaves, you know, and then, like, a couple of the, the guys I'm with just turns like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why, why did you give him that money? And I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe it'll make a difference in his life. Maybe I'm giving him a little bit of joy. Yeah. Like, well, he's just going to go buy drugs. I'm just like, well, that's who his fucking cares? deal. Who cares? If that gets him through the night, who fucking cares? You, are you that broken on life? Like, and I'm a miserable piece of shit. I am a miserable Guy, I'm depressed all the time, but I'll never be that broken that I don't think doing like a kind favor to a hopeless person has no effect. Like if that's your worldview, like just die. Like just, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but like if you're that fucking bleak that doing a nice thing for another living being is is something to be like frowned upon. But getting back to what brought us here, I think both of us are puzzled by Dennis Prager. Yeah, thinking, God forbid a, a, a fifth grader is told that it's a good thing that they're alive. Thinking that he is above everyone yeah. else. Yeah. I, I didn't know we all had to be Albert Einstein to, uh you know, make the world a better place. You know, I guess, I guess for him, though, like if you're a, a uh, you know, uh, a poorly compensated worker working for a you know a shitty CEO, then you're then you're make you know that's 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 the American dream, baby, right? Yeah. Um, but God forbid, a he's fifth a grade. profoundly disturbed individual. He is, and these people that are just like, just the worst fucking opinion. He recently also like in his on his pr radio program, which I'm, I, I'm still puzzled that there are radio programs. Was was talking about how like oh the left he's big on the left is scared of us and doesn't want to talk about us. And oh then, yeah, like, yeah. Like it was some thing went viral where like sam cedar like backhandedly like snuck into like a call-in and was oh, like yeah. hey hey sam cedar here i'd be happy to talk to you and he was like nope cut that off cut that off 
this was a sneak attack. Yeah. And it's like they're not coming in good faith. It's like your entire everything you do is not in good faith. His, he has made a name for himself as if only the left would talk to us. You would see how bad faith they are. And like Sam Cedar just happened to be like, hey, I'll talk to you. And he was like, nope. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, as somebody who's left, uh, I think my <laughs> worldview pretty easy to wrap a hand around. Don't want abortion. Don't get one, motherfucker. I mean, that that's pretty simple, right? That's pretty easy to wrap your head around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't like gay marriage. Cool. Don't get gay married. You dumb fucker. <laughs> like for fucking the, the fucking the group that fucking espouses liberty so much. Their liberty sure is centered around like a, you know, like some sort of strange Western, you know, fucking ideal of Christianity principles that like, you have to yeah. look between just just. Fucking, like, I don't know, have them open the gates to the Vatican and go fucking move in there. And, oh, you fucking weirdos, man. They they just want to, they literally want to live in the fucking dark times, man. I do remember. Like, it, they would love, they would gladly put on, like, a, you know, like a, you know, like a chastity belt or something. Like, I remember listening to Adam Carolla when he started, like, doing events with Dennis Prager and listening to Carolla being, like, no, I like this guy. I like this guy. You know what? You know one of the reasons I like this guy. He plays classical music as people are filing in for his. That's that's just great. That's good stuff. He listens to sweet. That's a, it. Is a dumb guy's idea of a smart guy. He must have been making a bad joke. No, he wasn't. He actually thinks. <laughs> but when you surround yourself with dumb guys, you're like, oh yeah, this is what a smart guy listens to. God, <laughs> I don't know. Like to be a, a successful comedian, to get to the level that he has, there there are some brains there. He's got something rattling around in there. It's but whatever it was, he's been huffing too much fucking like exhaust from fucking motors or something, and it's just gone. So anyway, help me. I'm being canceled. Dennis help me, Dennis Prager. Being canceled. Dark side. Uh, dark horse hero of the episode that was a tangent it just i heard that clip and i was like i gotta play it on the podcast because i was just like this just it sums up the right so well yep <laughs> and i don't know why anybody the people that they are trying to bring in to their little party they don't think this way but they fall for this shit hook line and sinker it's fucking nuts anyways uh my dark horse hero of the episode is visago Visago, nice. Yeah, I don't got anything about Sable. We killed too much time there ranting about Nesper. Visago, good job, Visago. Uh, you know, uh, you get rescued by Ezra. He fulfills his oath to you, and then you immediately try to kill him. Pretty funny stuff. There you go. Pretty funny stuff. Gotta Who's get your shit back. All right. <laughs> Mine's a, a, a little nebulous, but uh, my dark horse hero is uh, alcoholism. <laughs> because without without Hondo immediately sending Ezra and Chop to get him a drink to celebrate, we wouldn't have been in our position. So, sure, alcoholism, the dark horse hero of many situations. Hondo does like himself a good drink, does he not? Yes. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. <laughs> Thank you.
Gotta get, uh, once Taylor releases a Taylor's version of this, we'll have to use that. Yeah. I got yelled at by Devin for not using Taylor's version of something. I didn't actually get yelled at. <laughs> I pirated the song anyways, so. Just got a new album coming out. Cool. Evermore. Is that what it's called, or is Evermore the last one? <laughs> I think that was the last one. Okay, I don't know anything. I'm excited. I like this I know riff. nothing about it. Yeah. I'm too old for it, but I'm excited. <laughs> I don't get it. But I'm excited. Um, okay, Good Hood. We were on Visago's ship. We were on the Ghost. We were on that weird moon base. Uh, who was looking hot? Okay, now mine is... You're going to have to bear with me here. Like they're, Okay, when the robots start attacking <laughs> <laughs> and one gets taken out, they have a shot of the robot's feet. <laughs> and we've never gotten a close-up of the robot's feet but the beige robot that just got taken out as it falls around, it shows its feet. And they have, like, Steve Madden fucking, like... Like, it looks like they're wearing designer shoes. <laughs> yeah. They're wearing, like, boots. Now, yep. granted, it's just their foot. But, it, you, like, you, I could totally see, like, a Steve Madden boot on there. And it is something else. Like, these robots... Are looking hot. Who's wearing some uh, affluent suburb dad footwear? Yeah, it's no, it's not even dad footwear. It's like it's got a heel on it. It's got quite a nice heel on it. It's like a lovely boot. Yeah, uh, it looks like a '60s boot that like the Beatles would wear or something. It's got a little bit of heel on it, give you a little extra height, something I could rock. Maybe get to six feet one of these days. So this robot went to like designer shoe warehouse and left with a haul. Really showing me something. So I got to go with robot shoes. <laughs> Who do you got? All right. Good hood. This is one time I don't think I can. Because I've given good hood to these robots before. <laughs> they rock. I can't do it. Oh, you can't do this it. This is okay. a, my good hood. I, I can't. I can't good conscious give it to Hondo okay. for what they've done to him. Because yeah. I loved his outfit so much before. Yeah, anti goodhood is anti goodhood. It's our first goes to Hondo yeah. Anaka. That's bad hood. Yes. Yeah, bad hood to Hondo. Even his hat sucks in this. The glory that was Hondo Anaka, where he was wearing a jacket and had a parrot version. Yeah, of it. and he had like a 1990s iTech tech hockey helmet on. Yeah, like, he was great. He's just uh, he's not. He's not dressing well in his old age. Don't like it. Too much playing, too much bridge. He doesn't look cool. Yeah. So who are you giving to Goodhood? I'm giving anti-Goodhood to Hondo. Anti-Goodhood. Anti-Goodhood. So no Goodhood. No Goodhood. You don't want to give it to Shoe Robot. <laughs> okay. I have given it to those robots before. They do rock. Okay. So our first ever anti-Goodhood. Yoda, Chewbacca, thank you. We will do Tweet of the Week next episode. Heads up on that. We didn't forget it. Just we got a lot of, you know, we got to move a fridge. We had to do all this stuff. We're running short on time. Uh, so uh, tagline. What I would normally do is back in the Clone Wars days, I would predict the next episode based off of the tagline that they give us at the start. We don't have that luxury anymore. So I'm just predicting the next episode based off of the episode title. What is the next episode, Adam? Next episode of Rebels is entitled Wings of the Master. Select an area. Okay, Wings of the Master. Wings of the Master. What are you going to do with that one? 
That's a lot. Yeah. I'm thinking of wing on the wings of Caradax, which was like a uh, season seven Clone Wars episode. Uh-huh. On the wings of love. Um, Clouds the only wings way to of, fly. What is it again? Wings of the wings of the master. His own wings. I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe they. Uh, they go to Dagobah and Yoda's riding a Minoc. I don't fucking know. This is, I don't. That does nothing for me. Wings of the Master. You are like upset with this title. I don't like it. Yeah. I already. This is finally going to be. Our, uh, this is my prediction for the next episode. We're finally going to get our sub five. <laughs> I think we're going to get. That's my prediction. We're going to get a simpatico. Sub five on the next episode. How's that for a prediction? That's a good prediction. So without watching it, I'm predicting we are both going to think it's a below average episode. That's my prediction. I can't predict any plot points off of that. Okay. Uh, Adam has something by request as we leave today. So let's take a little listen. I meant this as the complete outro. Oh, I thought you wanted to... Yeah! Joseph Stalin, Malenkov, Rathra Rambra, Lucky, Rapa, Communist Block, Boyko, my parole, Destiny, Yang Yang, Foo Bong, Rock Around the Clock, Einstein, Jane Dean, Brooklyn got a wedding team. Davy Crockett, Peter Brandt, Elvis Presley, Disney Brandt, Ron Gold, Budapest, Alabama Cruise, something. We didn't start the fire. Okay, Adam, where can you reach us? You can always reach us at cloncastpod at gmail.com. Or Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, TikTok, at cloncastpod. Chico Bob. Chico Bob. <laughs> Just at cloncastpod. You'll find us. Chico Bot. Chico Bot. <laughs> if we don't have that handle, we're losing money. We got to get at Chico Bot. <laughs> we are broken. <laughs> we are broken individuals. All right. My blood sugar is 53 and dropping. Is so that good? I need some more chocolate chips. <laughs> what happened to your teeth? <laughs> Reach out to us on any of these uh, channels to join the Discord. We will we will send that link to you. <laughs> Someday somebody's going to write something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Quiet. Watch Andor. Okay, that's all we Thanks got. Thanks for your support. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Until then, may the hypoglycemia be with you. Chikopa. Rich and Nixon back, back again. again. Moonshot, Woodstock, Watergate, Punk Rock. Are you told us in Iran? Russians in Afghanistan. Bye bye. Bye bye. You're nasty. Bye bye.